0: Welcome to Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a Who Should Have Won podcast. We're here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie that you think is trash, we encourage you to write in at our email, which is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. That's bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. We're active on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that's going to be at bestpicturecast, the name of the podcast. It's at bestpicturecast.com please interact with us tweet at us DM us we're always looking for some banter here and we're back yet again for another best picture winner. it's been uh, a few weeks we've been doing some other things but we're back to the old the old grind here and we have 1981's chariots of fire the beloved chariots of fire of course. and we have uh, three co-hosts here with us two of which are familiar voices, and we are debuting a new voice on Best Picture Cast today. Looking forward to doing that. But before we get there, just wanna remind anyone who's listening today, whether you're a frequent listener, and this is a podcast that you have queued up, ready to go, that's awesome. If you're listening for the first time and you like what you hear, subscribe, follow us. And either way, please rate and review. That really helps our visibility it uh, gets us out there for more viewers, and again, please try to interact with us on our socials. We have lots of stuff going right now. We're in the middle of our sub-50 tournament. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, once we get going, but first I want to introduce our co-host today, and one is one that is no stranger to the podcast. He's been here since the very first episode, and that is RDB. Arthur, how are we doing here today?
1: Uh, cheerio, Kieran. Doing uh, well. Yes. Doing well. Feeling, feeling British today. Excited to be back. Discussing
0: this. <laughs> he seems super thrilled. Also back with us is Brendan B. Brendan, how are you? Hey, how are
2: you? I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be talking about running. I just started preparing for the Cow Harbor, so this, this got me
0: uplifted a little bit. That's right. You're a runner, so we have uh, some context here with this. Wait, I, yes. I try to get myself to run, so I don't think I qualify as, quite <laughs> as a runner. But, and I think the first time we heard from you was also a very British affair and Shakespeare and Love. That's right. Shakespeare in Love. We
2: also had A Man for... A a Man... (laughs) The Man of the Four (laughs) Seasons. The Man of
0: the Four Seasons. The name of the movie I can never remember, but also a British one. Yes, cool. And now it's time to uh, debut a, a new voice here, and he is a frequent listener of the pod, and now he's stepping into the arena to get in the mix here, and he is Joe B. Joe B. How are you today, my friend?
3: Doing good. Listened actually since the first episode, so... Pretty excited to be on it for the first time, and excited to get this going. This is great stuff here, and I'm happy to have you on. We've been talking about
0: getting you in the mix for a while here. Uh, I know that when you hopped right in, you were super enthusiastic, and you thought you'd be getting you know, Gladiator, or I think Deer Hunter was <laughs> one of the ones you wanted. <laughs> Deer Hunter
3: was my number one choice.
0: Well, we did get you some chariots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're chariots of fire. They yeah. are chariots of fire, not chariots of, of iron and steel. Yeah. So Chariots of Fire, gentlemen, this is a first watch for all three?
3: Yep, first watch. First watch. Yep.
0: Brendan, not familiar with this one at all going into no, this. No, I was I had no idea what it was about well, when he gave me this assignment. Very cool. Joe, any idea what it was about going in?
3: None. RDB actually texted me saying, you know, we got you on an episode. I was like, oh awesome. And he texted me, you know, it's Chariots of Fire, and I was like, What the f is Chariots of Fire? <laughs> I had no idea. So Google it immediately and I was like Ah, I, don't know, I don't know about this one, but eh, go, got hey, to jump in somewhere. Got to so. get your feet wet gotta somewhere, feet that's in. right. I knew I wasn't going to be able to jump in right on uh, Deer Hunter, but... got to um, pay your dues,
1: man. You yeah. got to pay your dues. Hey, every now and then you jump in a cold pool. <laughs> <laughs> and dues were paid here this evening. Uh, Artie, this, Chariots of Fire. This was a first watch. Um, my initial reaction when you told me the to watch that I was doing Chariots of Fire was disappointment, and I texted you. Because I thought it was a Roman chariot movie. (laughs) We thought it was going to be a sword and sandal affair. I believe your response was, you wish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So Chariots of Fire for me is, wow, okay. Uh, It's a movie that I was most familiar with because of the opening montage, which has been spoofed many times for sure. And I knew the song well, too. Uh, Brendan, I think when we were young on vacation, this is one that our parents had watched. I think while we were on vacation, and they were, remember they were into the the, the soundtrack of the song. You know, they had played that a couple times, or I think they may even have heard the song. Out somewhere and we're like, oh, we got to get that movie, and, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. it's funny um, because you're uh,
2: too young at that point. I, think, I was so. too young. I don't remember that at all. And it's funny. This past weekend, I asked our father if he'd ever seen it, and he told me no.
0: So, right, well, yeah, so he doesn't even remember. The Forty years ago. And my guess is, if you played the song for him, he'll go, oh, Chariots of fire. That's great. We should rent that, and then rent it, and then he'll forget about it again. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to. I mean, I don't we're, we're already speaking for people here, so you know, we this is an open forum. We never we don't discuss the movie beforehand we kind of just throw our opinions to the middle once we go but this is one that was a little hard for me to back off of but so i i watched this one probably about 10 years ago in the earlier part of of my uh my hunt to watch all these things i'll just start with this i guess i put the movie on again i knew about the montage i knew about the song kicks into gear and i want to say i watched this a little soon after amadeus and this is a movie that all three of you have watched after Amadeus. You've all seen Amadeus leading up to this, okay? So you probably were in a little bit of a similar seat. Mm. So we have the, we have the, okay, the futuristic. We're going to be, we're going to throw it back in the past or whatever. And we go into the montage. The song kicks in. I'm fired up now. Like this is like the song is killer. It, the, we're, we, they're running on the beach, it's like a good visual. I'm like, all right, this is this is gonna be good. This is chariots of fire here, I'm, I'm pumped. First scene happens at the train station there, I'm like, okay, all right, all right, I'm in, I'm in. You know, I'm thinking there's gonna be another Amadeus type of situation. What happens from there is an absolute blur to me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and in watching it this time, I remember the train station scene, had the similar thing, like, okay, I remember being fired up at this point. And then, yeah, this movie just kind of faded off into oblivion uh, once again. So, Brendan, I want to go to you first. I want to get your initial thoughts on *Charity to Fire and w- what you took out of this and, and where, you're, where your stance is going to be here this evening.
2: Sure. Similar experience as yours. Um, I think the movie had trouble finding its footing. You know, we're starting off in the future. We go to the <laughs> no past. Fun, no fun <laughs> <it's happened. laughs> Then we go further back to the past. Right. We we go, go ba- it right, jump- jumps back twice. And... Uh, I also had to say, it starts off with, you know, it could be that like someone from the future narrating the mm-hmm. past. It doesn't do that. It goes a little further. Now you have a guy writing a letter as if it's like an epistolary. Uh, yeah, I, I have epistolary
0: written in my notes too. Cause it's-
2: <laughs> then, they, then they go away from that. <laughs> yeah. They come back to it briefly later on. But So I, I think it had trouble finding its footing. Once it, once it gets its footing, I think it, it really does grab you. Um, the characters grab you. I think it has a little trouble and there's extraneous characters that they could have gotten rid of. Or specifically, Abrahams and Little are, are very compelling characters. Yeah. Okay, and, and so it wasn't, a, it wasn't a total thought for you? No, I, I think the first half hour is rough. And maybe yeah. 45 minutes. But once it, once it gets going, I think it's, it's a very powerful
0: movie. Interesting. So, Artie, before we get to you, Joe, your first time here on the pod in the old intro, yeah. what, what were your, your opening takes here on this one? So,
3: my initial thought is that when Artie texted me that I was going to be on this, I Googled it, read the description, and I immediately was like, there's no way I'm going to like this movie. So, <laughs> I then watched the trailer, had no idea that a Chariots of Fire song was from this movie. Yeah. I didn't know it was called Chariots of Fire. So, then I was like, oh, this seems pretty cool. You know, all right. Get into it. Kind of had the same thing as you in the beginning. The beach run. Mm-hmm. I was a little jacked up. I was like, yep. all right. I also my first watch. I had a few beverages, so I was you know feeling it a little bit. Then forty five, like like Brendan just said, forty five minutes to an hour. I was like, oh god, this is this is not great. I, I'm not <laughs> I, I'm not really gonna like this movie. And then it got a little bit better. I, I I was saying you know, it definitely found its like you said, found its footing a little bit. And but once it got better, it kind of just ended. And it was like, all right. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so,
0: Artie Artie, I have a feeling I don't know, but I have a feeling you're not gonna be as kind here
1: in this one. Yeah, I thought this movie was not very good at all. The the dialogue is very unnatural. It's it's it, it, it it's not how people speak. It's it's almost like sorkin on steroids a little bit. It's a story, all right. <laughs> it's just not a very intriguing or or a good one to me. It's 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 lacking a lot of elements that a good story should have. The characters don't really have a lot of character. A couple of them do, and some of the worst montages of all time are in this movie. So I'm I'm not a huge fan of this movie. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this movie.
0: I'm looking forward to saying it. I am somewhere in the middle of where Brendan and Joe B are, and and where Artie is. I might possibly be leaning a little closer to Artie, but we'll we'll see where we, we go as as we do this here. We're going to do our deep dive as we normally do. Before we do that, I want to talk about what we are drinking today. Brendan, what did you uh, what did you bring along?
2: Start off by cracking a new one. Just... All right, that's always uh, a great yeah. nothing. <laughs>
0: Gin, Ginger, all right. <laughs> and I'm drinking
2: a fine Blue Point Summer Ale. It's summer, and I believe this was the Summer Olympics, so.
1: Yeah, Summer Olympics, good call. Yeah. party. I'm drinking a smoothie. Okay. Psych. It's a Six Point Brewery Smoothie Hazy IPA. It's uh, just a nice little 6.5 percenter. A delicious looking beer. I'm just
0: staring at it right now. You can have one if you want. It's really great. I like the Six Point Brewery. Six Point Brewing Company,
1: a lot. They're, yeah, they have a lot of good beers. I drank the resin last night. Resin, yeah, okay. What's well, 9%. I figured if I drank it during yeah, the podcast, it's... the editing, the second unit <laughs> wouldn't be grilled. The second <laughs> unit would not be grilled. First no. half would be good. Yeah, the sweet
0: action is the one I like by them. A lot. Yeah, a that's really good. good. I have the Two Robbers Craft Hard Seltzer. Uh, an impulse buy. It's, there were a couple interesting flavors. There's like a raspberry lime and a black cherry lemon. And I think a grapefruit kiwi. So there's interesting combos. It's a It's a Philly distillery brewery situation i'm not sure if they only make these hard seltzers if they do beer also i texted my buddy in philadelphia who's who's my Braves fan buddy we're both uh, out of out of market Braves fans who are struggling day by day here with this very tough atlanta Braves season as
1: we just lost any Ronald connection Bacuna. with this beer and uh and chariots of fire no
0: i just had no time this week and this was the only thing in my fridge really? you know? so this is what came along but it, it, I wanted to, it was, I'm happy I brought it because it was just something I hadn't heard of before, so I always like giving shout to, to new things. So Two Robbers Craft Hard Seltzer. It's tasty, it's a, it's a little more alcohol than a, your average White Claw. I think it's like a 5-1 or 5-2 or so. Cool stuff. That's a little more of a punch. Joe B., you, along with your debut, have brought a, an interesting debut
3: yourself. Yes, yes. So this is just for my first drink because if I drink more of these, then I'll probably go into diabetic shock. But <laughs> um, I stuck with a the theme for England because they love tea, so I'm drinking a Twisted Tea. <laughs> uh, nice. Just, to, you know, first first one out there, figured, you know, let me, let me go with the theme. But after this, I'm going to be switching to... Which is a popular beer on the on the pod is the Mod Talk Sessions. Oh yes, so nice. gonna gonna go with those <clears throat> for the rest of the day.
0: With Joe being in the mix here, this is our first double up on names. So we are following Vince McMahon rules here and not and not referring to Joe here as Joey as we Joey R. Joey R. is our only Joey here. And Vince McMahon famously makes people change their names if they have the same name as some of his stars, mm-hmm. like his son Shane McMahon. He made Shane Helms come in and he became Gregory Helms. We have Steve Austin. He made uh, Stephen Regal changed his name to William Regal so not making a change your first name but we are going to hone it in and Hold call you Joe B strictly anyway we are getting ready to dive here before we do I do want to touch up on the old sub-50 tournament that we're doing here this is our second one of these it's been interesting Joe you're not in the mix on this one this time around uh, Brendan you are and you had a very successful first round all of your movies advanced all of my movies did not I got swept out. So we, we changed roles here. In this one. Roles. Feeling good about your three movies?
2: I'm feeling good. I spent the time, did the research. Looks like I'm going to take home the gold. I think you're the favorite <laughs> right whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you're the favorite right now. And of course that was, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Dude Wears My Car,
1: and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah.
3: But Buffy I have high hopes for. We'll see. Wow.
1: Well, that's the one I think you have the least chance with. Mm. We'll Even though see. I'm
3: not in on this, I have been voting, and I think I voted all three of those, actually. Wow, there you, you go. So, you.
0: And Artie, you took a little bit of a hit in
1: the first round there. we lost, You lost Eraser? Only Eraser, which okay. I thought was my favorite. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, too. And it wasn't even in a rough pool. It was in an easy pool. Just God yeah. knows what goes on in Twitter. It's true. The last, the final <laughs> pool too. The, Actually, the pool. I saw a well, racer. Yeah, was...
3: I saw a racer in the movie theaters, and yeah, me, I, did, I did vote for that as, as
1: well. Me too. Yeah, I'm glad the fan made it through. I think that's an awesome movie. I think it'd be a great episode. And your other one,
0: other than the fan, was Coneheads. Coneheads, yeah, which I thought was a surprise advance there. I would have thought it would have been a racer and the fan moving on. In Coneheads. Coneheads was my experimental pick. I'm trying to see if this is. I got something going. Okay, all All right. right. Very nice. I took the clean sweep out of here. (laughs) Bill Cosby really screwed me (laughs) getting released from (laughs) prison right before (laughs) the end. You're not the only one. Yeah. I teach you up there. <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau is one I had hopes for. just got edged out there. Too bad. What a, what a discussion that would have been. It would have been yeah. great. It's super interesting. But at the end of the day, I knew the risk I was taking because it is a hot mess of a god-awful movie. So.
2: I, I remember watching that when I was younger. I didn't realize all the things that you guys mentioned in the podcast. All the... Yeah. Uh, that's fascinating. Got to check we, out we that just, documentary. We yeah. just learned them
0: from that documentary. Yeah, it's it's yeah. great stuff. It's interesting. And, and what, then my final one was the vanishing, and that clinched my vanishing from the tournament. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, you can go and vote on all, on this poll and others. We'll have a horror poll coming up to, in the in the fall. That's going to be very exciting. Going to be another competitive draft. We'll have the draft episode ready to go in that. And then we're talking about potentially doing like a live draft maybe in the future. May or may not include Nicolas Cage. That being said, we're not here to talk about anything under 50%, although one could question. <laughs> or Nicolas Cage. So let's do it, guys. Are we ready for the 1981 Deep dives? Yes. yes. Speak now yeah, for a piece. Do I have a choice? You do not,
2: already. We're doing <laughs> it. You know, we've tied
0: already down. You can't leave until Grab to a chair. The year is 1981. It's the first year in office for former actor and former California governor Ronald Reagan. Also president of the Screen Actors Guild. He was previously married to Oscar award winner and female lead of BPC favorite the Lost Weekend, and that, of course, is Jane Wyman. In the 1981 World Series, we saw the Los Angeles Dodgers defeat the New York Yankees. Joe B., you're a big New York Yankees big fan. Big Yankee
3: fan. Big Yankee fan. I
0: think this is the first time we've had the Yankees take an L in one of these. They're usually collecting the wins as they've won the most World Series of any team. Yeah. But they lose in this one. It's against the L.A. Dodgers in 1981, and it's going to set up a, an ugly chain of events for them moving forward. it be a long time before they win again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The Dodgers win the series four games to two. It was their third meeting in the last five years between these two teams and the 11th overall between the two franchises. In 1977 and 1978, it was the Yankees taking home the crown over the Dodgers. But this year, the Dodgers group finally topped the Bombers in the Fall Classic. This would be the last time professional teams from New York and L.A. would meet each other in a sports championship Until the 2014 Stanley Cup Finals, where the LA Kings defeated the New York Rangers. And you know where we were when that happened, Artie? 14. Stanley Cup, the Kings beat the Rangers in overtime with a slap shot from Alec Martinez. My bachelor party. We were at your bachelor party. That's right. That's right. Ooh, a Couple of Ranger fans there, not Real, so happy. Really
1: dug into the archives of my mind <laughs> right there. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right, I remember that well. I think I have two memories from 2014: my wedding <laughs> and, was... and the, the bachelor party. And I was you don't really Remember Slopper. the bachelor party? I also there bought you a house. But I don't remember
0: that. And that was out. That bachelor party was out in Montauk. If yeah. we're
1: really going to tie it in here, it's the... I kicked out of the sloppy tuna for sleeping while standing. <laughs> <laughs> Very gentle. I'm, I'm sure the Sloppy Tuna has seen sloppier than that. He literally was just like, You gotta go. I'm like, Why? What am I doing? He's like, You've been sleeping. I'm like, Oh, I, I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> it's not like you're bothering anyone. I, I was like, That's very reasonable. You can't have sleeping people <laughs> in the bar.
0: The Dodgers were managed by Tommy Lasorda. Series MVP. It, very odd. There were three of them. I don't. What? I don't know what the story is there. Ron Say, Pedro Guerrero, and Steve Yeager were all series MVPs. This was Reggie Jackson, who we've talked about so much this this season and last season in this podcast. It was his final season with the Yankees, and I would imagine probably the final time we're bringing him up here. But uh, it would not just mark the end of Reggie Jackson in pinstripes. It would mark the end of an era as the team would not be successful again until the mid-90s. The number one song of the year, and it's movie-themed, believe it or not. And that is Betty Davis' Eyes by Kim Carnes. Betty Davis, uh, a famous Oscar
1: award-winning actress. Big fan of... Uh, Tony Soprano's a big fan of her.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Tony Soprano drops, drops Betty Davis a few times. His mom, who he's feuding with, crying in the back of the wake. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Betty Davis back there sobbing. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> That's by Kim Carnes. And it's actually a really good song. It's, it's, uh, it's, she sounds like Rod Stewart. And I always thought it was a Rod Stewart song until I, I looked it up for this and put it. I'm like, oh, it's not Rod Stewart. It's a female and it's. Wait, Rod Stewart's hit. a man? No, okay. <laughs> Other number one hits from 1981 include Jessie's Girl by Rick Springfield, Nine to Five by Dolly Parton, Kiss on My List by Holland Oates. All right. Keep on loving You by REO Speedwagon and Just the Two of Us by Grover Washington Jr. Big Bill year. Yeah. Good, good, songs good songs to lead into the 80s. Except Jesse's Girl. I hate that song. Not a Jesse's Girl fan. Artie, no. Art, this is like your segment. This is your like
1: get-off-my-lawn music segment. I, every time I do this, I'm like, I wonder have who Artie's like, going to have an issue with. I heard, so not to go after another BPC co-host, but Grant Z played Jesse's Girl at his wedding, and I remember dancing, and I'm like... This song is about wanting your friend's girlfriend. This is not a wedding song. I think it's probably played. It's many ways. It's a great so. It so song to get is, drunk and dance to. Right, right. I, you know That's what? You're, you guys are right.
2: I just catchy. this is it's get so off my lawn. lawn. It is it, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's
0: amazing. It's already get off my lawn. Uh, uh, co-host Oz. It's always like, oh god, I turn this thing on, and I never know which classic music artist already gonna rip apart and throw into the bus. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, this week Paul McCartney's getting it, here we go. <laughs> so what was a number one, a billboard number one hit was the theme song to Chariots of Fire, a Billboard number one. One of only three instrumentals to go number one since nineteen eighty one. It actually went number one in eighty two the following year. Is one of the
2: Titanic instrumentals? Uh, the, no, one of the other ones? no. Sam Storms. So the uh, it was
0: <laughs> it was the Miami Vice soundtrack Weird. theme song, <laughs> but number one a few years after uh, Vanjie's Chariots of Fire. The other one is in 2013. Any guesses on what it was? I'll give you a clue. It had to do with like viral internet videos. Any guesses? Out. I have no idea. It's the, uh, the Harlem Shake. Do you remember that oh, one? Yeah. Was like where they could have Just everyone in the, the room yeah. would be like sitting there, and then, like, when the when the beat dropped, they'd be like dancing in like costumes. Doing and stuff, weird yeah. things. The let's Miami not, Heat. Had a
3: revisit. Big, yeah. <laughs> Miami Heat had a big, uh, a big Harlem shake thing I remember seeing.
0: Right. So, a, a major accomplishment for an instrumental song to go number one. Other uh, famous ones that went number one. Star Wars theme. I'm just I mean, going to say yeah. that. The Rocky theme went number one. Superman theme? Did not, no, no. That did not come. It's a good one. one. Mm-hmm. It's too similar to the Star Wars theme. Yeah. True. Uh, and the hustle. Which I have contend with a little bit, though, because they do say do the hustle. Do the hustle so it's yeah, not yeah, really yeah. fully right. instrumental. But It's like saying tequila is not an instrumental. Yeah, I guess it would be the same the same mm-hmm. boat. Anyway, Chariots of Fire is nominated for seven Oscars. It was the winner of four, including Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Costume Design, and Original Score. It was also nominated for, but did not win, Supporting Actor Ian Holm, Director Hugh Hudson, and Best Film Editing, which I'm going to be discussing the absurdity of later. Chariots of Fire, guys. This is a Best Picture winner, and we are here to talk about it. I'll just, I'll just start here, and I already, <laughs> I already dropped that film editing bomb. This movie's paced absolutely terribly. I mean, it's it it it. it already, you, you want to do the the British dreadful?
1: No, I could absolutely dreadful. Yes, I literally couldn't agree That's with that. Already sitting here with his awful. legs
0: crossed, like Simon Cowell, ready, and the eyes are all ready to just to get after. It's just it paced terribly. Brendan, you brought it up right in, in the start of it. it Trouble mm-hmm. to get its footing. One of, or both of you guys mentioned the, the dialogue. I mean, we're at one moment writing letters. The next moment, guys are giving speeches and, and everybody is so verbose. And, and Artie, you brought up Aaron Sorkin and I actually thought of Aaron Sorkin watching this too. My God, I almost wanted Aaron Sorkin in the mix because at least he'd have them
1: saying sharp and direct things to people and not just speaking in long British speeches. At some point, you have to entertain the audience. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting here watching. like, You have to entertain them. It's also the directorial debut for this guy, Hugh. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels that way.
0: Yeah, and know. he didn't really do much after it either. the other side. <laughs> he was a British commercial actor, I think... I'm uh, uh, sorry, a, a British commercial director... I think he might have been an actor as well. Yeah, the, the direction in this movie is confused. Yeah, the dialogue, you mentioned
2: that, and I was a little surprised. I get verbose. People can be verbose, and the British especially, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I didn't think it was verbose. I think it was because of the mis- different mis- styles Misdirected, but yeah, the, pl- the, the letter writing was weird, but I didn't think the language itself was strange. Actually, there's a lot of lines here that I actually really like.
0: I, I think that it is written like someone trying to write a screenplay You know And, and that's what Sorkin does too But it, it loses the entertainment factor And it was too verbose for me It may not have been too verbose for you Brendan But even if you look at it You brought up A Man for All Seasons That's another kind of verbose script But there's witty dialogue going back and forth And this is I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize this as witty I, It's intelligent
2: There are witty moments and and I and maybe maybe they're British. They're so British that you know we don't quite pick up on them as
0: as well. They invented wet. you <laughs> <laughs> um, ask.
1: I have to ask this. I'm just gonna throw this across the board here. Who watched with subtitles? Who didn't watch with subtitles? First watch, no subtitles. It was a struggle. Second watch, with subtitles, and I realized that it's, I see why it it's, was a struggle. It's absolutely essential to watch this with subtitles. First
3: watch, no subtitles. Second watch, in the middle of it, no subtitles. I texted already that I was watching it, and he said, throw subtitles on there. Wow. And it, it does help a lot. Yeah. Brennan, did you do but subtitles or you just listen to
2: it? I strangely enough fell into subtitles. I had the AC blasting, and it was late at night, so I didn't want the volume oh. too huh. loud. So I had subtitles on, I could hear everything, but just to make sure I got all the words, but I, I split up the watches. So I finished the film the next day, tried it without the subtitles, because now I can have the volume up, and turn the subtitles You turn right that back on. Back on. Yeah. so that, that
0: explains why you had a slightly better experience, uh, I think for sure. Because when I saw this movie originally, I guarantee you I did not have subtitles on. And I guarantee you I had no fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> because this is, they, they are, they're speaking another language at, at oftentimes, and, and it's it's not even the words they're using; it's just
1: the cadence in which they're using. How they talk. And- well, let, let me jump in. Last night, I was watching this, and i I was like, All right, I have to give this a really serious viewing. I was alone in the dark, focusing a hundred percent, and I had a hard time following it. Like I'm paying attention, and I'm like, Wait a minute! We we just went back five years for no reason to introduce a character. Now we're jumping ahead again. It was confusing. Yeah, it went back. It went back to forty five. Wait, it went nineteen twenty four to nineteen nineteen no, It went, it went it, well started seventy-eight at the funeral. Right. Well yeah. Then
0: okay. it went back to nineteen twenty-four. And then after that it went back to nineteen twenty. Right. So yeah. it's almost like right. at that point, why did you why? Just don't tell us that. We right. don't need you to tell right. us that it was four years earlier. Just and, don't
1: and, tell us. And the nineteen twenty four is told to us in a voiceover. And then nineteen twenty is told to us in a, a, a voiceover letter writing sequence. Right. And then we don't hear either of those again for the whole movie. So, yeah, like so maybe like so maybe don't tell us that the first one's nineteen twenty four. Or just start so, with twenty and then do 24 twenty four and move back. forward. Yeah.
0: Well, I think they didn't do that. Because the first one they introduced was more interesting than the okay. guys frolicking. around Then don't the field, tell us the year. This, yeah, the Scotland stuff was that's where the things really start. Because I, I was I was still <laughs> in it. I was in it with, with the racing around the, the courtyard.
2: Cool. Oh, at Cambridge, I was like in that. it at that point. Cool. Yeah. I like
0: that. Yeah,
2: and yeah. it's and he's the first one to do it in seven centuries. Yeah. So
1: I have another. <laughs> here's another thing with this movie. This <laughs> movie is like. They don't write based on a true story, but these are all real people. This is, like, a lot of it is real. They just change a lot of the shit, though. He didn't... He was not the first one to do it. Some guy who refused to be a part of the film or allow his name to be used was the first guy to do it in several hundred years. We brought
0: this up a few times here, we like to say this here at Best Picture Casses. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. I'm going to double down and say... Definitely don't let the truth get in the way of a yeah. bad story. Because mm, yeah. that's no. what that's what it would I don't need them to be physically well. this story is you don't have to be accurate with this stuff. Right. I would rather them I would almost rather them make both you know, let's let's brave heart this up a bit here because <laughs> you're gonna it's do a, it, yeah. do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. And yes. and I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna argue that there was a reason they, they changed it to Abraham's being the one to be the first one and I don't know who the other Definitely. Person was. The story of Abraham's is a Jewish man breaking into the British elite who who which is has an institutional anti anti Semitism built into it. So he's already a threat to the whole British elite there. And that opening scene of him running that, that courtyard is showing how much of a threat he is
1: to their history and what they perceive to be their yeah, And I like that.
2: And I like I mean, that. And I like that
1: scene. But here's the thing: your description of that was more interesting to me than watching that scene. I agree. I agree. The oh, delivery. You told is, that story yeah, better. You, you told that better than the movie. <laughs>
0: well,
2: no, but they, as they're as they're beginning to run the courtyard there's the two British elites yep. of Cambridge yeah. above them talking about it. It's right there. I like those it, two it, guys. They remind is. me of the
1: Muppet hack, the Muppet hacklers. I
0: was thinking that too already. We're on the same page. They're right? up in it's... the window, they run everything. Well, Brendan, it, was... it is right there, but there is a major flaw here with the editing. This movie is not edited in a way that allows the narrative to flow to the to the viewer. And we're gonna talk about the, the races because that's that's another glaring issue with the editing. But this, this scene in itself, which, for all intents and purposes, was the most interesting scene in most of the movie. Mm. There was a pacing to it and a, a cut back and forth where I didn't... And, and pr- perhaps it's a little bit the actors that played the old guys, is that they weren't like... There could have been more of a scoff to the fact that he broke the 700-year record, where they, they just downplayed it. century oh, centuries, okay, whatever. I was like, well, but... When they're having the conversation,
2: it's before the race starts, so they're
0: not—they don't have to scoff because they're like, no, "Will they, they react. Never do it?" They react afterward, too, though. Yes, when he yeah, does it, true. they react afterward. Right. They, yeah. they, you know, they oh, did the other did the other
1: man break it? No, he just fell short. Oh, better, right. better, better, better. I, way. I have another history nitpick here. Someone mm. yells, "Do it for Israel!" It's 1920. Israel is not recognized as a nation again until 1925. No one would yell that. Is yeah. that right? yeah, yeah. Well, that's lazy. So I, that's lazy. I, that
2: that yeah. crossed my mind. The, I don't. That's I don't not get, like that's not, getting, not like
1: Quentin changing history.
0: That's just yeah. Lazy. That's that's a that's that's a, a misfire. I, I I will I, I want to say though the the him psyching up to do this race. You know, hasn't it done in 700 years. Like God, that's so that seems like a little. Ridiculous thing, like yeah. what, like we're keeping track of someone running around the courtyard for seven hundred years. Who was who was there seven hundred years ago? But I love the the just like the token British people in the background, just like shooting off like lame one liners. Like yeah. I say, Abrams, you swank. <laughs> what do you have rockets on your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> and they all laugh. like, like yeah. this script I felt was writ, was written by Buzz Killington yeah. from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, was, <laughs> like, it was just like. Would anyone, would anyone like to hear a joke
1: or a story about crumpets and corn? <laughs> they're like, ah. And have a, they're like, Wait, any, unless anyone else wants to challenge. And then some guy in a robe smoking a cigarette, drinking champagne, <laughs> strolls up. Like, this is yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but hold
2: on. Lindsay strolls up, and that becomes crucial for a later point in the movie. Yep. Well, When they
1: reschedule the rest. He rent. comes
2: in for, for a little. So. Yeah, I, I but yeah. it is crucial how he's an instrumental character in both of the
1: characters. He's one of the guys in the funeral in the beginning. Right? Right. He's super talented, but he doesn't have the drive that they have. It even talks about it when he's walking around the field with Sybil Shepard.
2: But, but one <laughs> of the things I think you miss there, because they, they are so fixated on history. And, and yes, there's some race that happened. Someone who did something 700 years ago. And there's a discussion there with the two old men in the tower. Where they say, who is this Abrahams guy? And they go, oh, his, he's the son of some financier in London. Yeah, what is and that? And they scoff at the idea that yeah. he's a financier. And I don't know how much you guys have, have read Jane Austen, but it, it comes through a lot in Jane Austen. That's how I know a lot about that this portion of British culture is that they... They don't raise up self-made individuals the way that Americans do. It's all about the aristocracy
0: and the and the elite through breeding and the fact that he's Jewish isn't helping on top yeah. of that, exactly. You know, I don't like exactly it to get into it. And the the college was was it's pronounced keys, so it's, it's keys like, in Cambridge. Spelled C O I O U S, or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm about to run this race and break the seven hundred year old record. And right before I go, some jerk off in a robe comes in and goes, "Oh, I'm going to run right next to you." I'm know? like, "Oh, thanks, dick." Like now, I got, now I don't have a clear lane to turn corners. I got a, I have another obstacle I have to worry about other than yeah. just a 700 year old. Uh,
1: the race record. is so slow, like bumping into yeah, each they're, other. They're too like I'm like, wait, wait a, a minute, off. this isn't fair. I'd be like, I want to do this by myself. Yeah,
2: I love that he's smoking a cigarette right before he does it. Yeah. yeah, well, that's
1: yeah, that's just that's just old school, you know. That, I actually thought later too when when little wins the big race at the end, he's literally like uh, 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 i'm like this guy this actor smokes a lot of cigarettes yeah. <laughs> there's a comment about his
2: his character is that his character is when he runs it's like he's an almost animal. animalistic
3: yeah <laughs> and right. it's
2: and it's the beast coming out of yeah,
3: him i I've, I've noticed also he when he runs we're talking about little right now yeah. okay, right he when he's about to cross the finish line he puts his head back and then he waves his arms around Kind of reminded me of a Saquon Barkley touchdown celebration. He, like, <laughs> swings his arms, and then he crosses yes. the finish line that yeah. way. That was one yeah. of the things I, I noticed. I was like, "What what is this guy and doing? And
2: initially, the way he runs was so... I had that feeling of, oh, my God, this is so, like,
3: Wrong. overdone.
2: No, we don't know no, that. It's, like, overdramatized. It's, his, his hands are flailing. His False. head is back. Yep. Um, and it's... But it it's... It's who his character is when he runs. Is he's so animalistic? He's it's raw passion. Yeah.
3: At one of the points when he, I think he's losing in a in one of the races. I, there were so many races. I forget which one it was, mm-hmm. but his coach or someone was like, "Oh, his head's not even back yet." Just watch him. Yeah, the up. the um, so yeah the buddy yeah, in, the, in, in the stands. Yeah. Him. So he yeah. once he does that, that's when he's like really in the mode of he's yeah. going for it
0: yeah and then after he wins you get the two the, you're back to the two old guys and they're like eh, the young man won uh, let's move on he's like I expected nothing less would, would, would you like to hear a joke why was Walters always drunk in his transatlantic courses because <laughs> he rode on the port side
1: <laughs> <laughs> there <you go. clears throat>
0: who I wants know, maybe to that hear a story about like...
1: cornmeal I feel maybe like Buzz was... Killington would have been more interesting than yeah.
0: I'll tell you what, the only thing that I found more boring than Chariots of Fire was the Chariots of Fire IMDb trivia page. <laughs> I, 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 after I read through it, I texted
1: Kieran, and I was like, don't read the IMDb trivia page. I did it. I got the three or four things we could talk about. Don't waste your time.
0: It was just nitpicks of every little fact in this thing, as if anybody cares. You know, well, you know, yeah, he won the gold medal, but he actually only placed fifth in the other event he ran in. It's like, well, I don't care. Yeah, like, that's... that's why they didn't show it. <laughs> yeah, <me>. exactly. <laughs> right. like, yeah. What the, like, we need more ridiculous facts in the middle. Right. Thing.
2: But he also won the gold medal after running two other races that he got
0: fifth place in. Right. So, Yeah, and Artie, one thing that we talked about a little bit before this, I'm just saying, is
1: this movie was supposed to be two hours and 40 minutes? I, 20th Century Fox decided to cut 40 minutes out of this movie. That's an early candidate not, for MVP right there for me, 20th Century Fox. <laughs> <laughs> not decided, not decided, demanded. They insisted yeah. that they remove 40 minutes.
0: And, and we're going to give the film editor a, a, an editing... Nomination, yeah, like yeah, well, yeah. I guess maybe because he was under the he had to pluck out forty minutes of the story. Or so. uh, to me, he did not do a great job. Well,
2: that's that's gonna also go into consideration about the direction. I mean, when yeah, you got to cut well, out an hour like that, I mean, it's that's it's tough. You know? yeah. Like yeah. if
1: this is what made it, what was in that forty minutes? Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe there was some scenes of them sleeping. Well, <laughs> maybe there was
0: some. Well, maybe there was some connective tissue that might have helped some of the development of the yeah. of the, the not the two main characters, but the other two. Because they, they were severely underdeveloped, and here's another thing too. And I already I know you're going to agree with me in on this one because I feel like you you fired it off at one point in a text message. Can we get some actors that don't look exactly
1: the same oh, with yeah, each other? The, oh, that was this, a huge. For yeah. The opening scene they show the four main characters. I'm like, I don't, I can't differentiate. This these movie
0: people. is horrifically cast. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is this is not, and we're not picking guys who have great resumes or would go on to have right. great resumes. Right. This is not well cast. And if you look at, I brought up Amadeus earlier. If you look at Amadeus, Amadeus went the route of picking unknowns. They picked interesting and unique looking unknowns that, that, that could establish themselves. Amongst a period piece where you could easily confuse them, another another nineteen eighties best picture winner that we've covered, Platoon, picked unknowns, but they picked unknowns that would be in an army platoon where they didn't all look the same and they didn't all act the same, and they didn't all talk the same. We could you could dis- distinguish between them.
1: When everyone's wearing the same costumes, you need to have something that differentiates right. them, like in like you said in Platoon, you're all wearing military fatigues. They have to look different.
2: So so Platoon is probably a better uh, a better analogy there because with Amadeus you got fat Italians. you got drunk Germans. You yeah, could differentiate. When you're trying to pick a group of 10 to 20, 20-year-old 20 runners, runners, yeah. runners <laughs> no, they are yeah. all going to look
0: the same. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. F. Murray Abram. Abram Abraham. We're running into the same. There's another connection. I, I was struggling with that. F. Murray Abraham has a distinctive look that anyone who's ever watched Amadeus will never forget. It's it's in it's in, delve in your mind. Same with Mozart. You are looking at the characters in this. You could find four guys that look a little different and act a little different, whether it's the tone of their voice, whether right. it's the cadence of their speech, or whether it's just the way they look. And the one guy, I guess Abraham's probably the one of the four that, that really stood out a little bit.
2: Yeah. That's funny. I think Little, is, to me, was the one I oh, never no, I don't missed. It. Oh, little yeah. little
3: I, and Lindsay, I they think. They looked exactly got, yeah. the same but
2: to me. the same. Yeah, but Lindsay... The, that goes into the development of characters. Lindsay was such a minor character that, I mean, he shows up really in two very important scenes and that's it. Yeah, and but he's bookending the whole movie,
0: though. In the right. beginning and the end, too. Right. How about the bad makeup of those two guys in the beginning of the movie, too? Uh, it's clearly oh younger God. guys trying to dress up as older guys. Oh, horrible. This is the first non-American movie to win since... Since uh, don't tell me, uh, I believe it ends with an exclamation point. It sh- you, and it shout starts with a, you shout the title. You shout the title. Yeah, yes. that's right. Charles so this Oliver. is the last one to win. No, this just f- it, it, only American movies won in the seventies. So the last British one to win before *Charity Fire* was nineteen sixty-eight. Okay. So sixty-eight to eighty-one. We go to this to the little story now in Scotland. And this is where things start to get really uninteresting. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm gonna have, and I don't know, Brennan, You may disagree with me here with this, you know. And we're not gonna let allow this conversation to, to devolve into into debates about religion or right. or how it should be represented. We're we're gonna gonna stick to the movie and how it's executed. You can have a religious character who stands for what he stands for, without him coming across as like sanctimonious, and and. I don't want to say, like... It, it, to me, it was just tough to... It was tough to really get behind this guy. Like, I just, like if, watch, watch Hacksaw Ridge. And Hacksaw Ridge does it perfectly. It does it without making it about the religion. It doesn't matter what the religion is. It's about the person who stands for it. And that's what this movie was trying to do. But the, I think the actor failed... I think yeah. the actor failed and the material wasn't sharp enough. Spr- Screenwriting is weak in this movie. And it wins best screenplay. We we'll talk about the costume designs who win best. How does this win best costume what, design? Yeah, I mean, They're running is... around. They're all running around in white skitties. <laughs> like I, what?
1: I attribute this whole Academy Award season to the crack epidemic of the 1980s. <laughs>
0: oh my God. This beats
3: Indiana Jones for costume design? I mean, what? Oh, well, wow. So I didn't know what? what. I know you go into it a little bit later with the. Who, what Other nominees. Other nominees. I was about to look it up because I already mentioned it to me, and Ari's like, "Don't look it up. Just wait for him to hear it." Yeah. So Indiana Jones, I'm guessing, is the Raider of yeah, the Indiana, Raiders oh, of
0: the God. Lost Raiders of the That's a tough one. Jeez. Brendan, the the, the little character, you you, you jive with him a little more than you did with the Abram character.
2: I know. I like the Scottish scene. I, I <laughs> <laughs> So so it's funny to me that that was the one that that didn't grab you. I get that he's sanctimonious, but you have to remember he's a missionary. Mm-hmm. So he is torn between this life of being a missionary and being an athlete, and he's trying to meld the two. I think most often when you do that, it does come off sanctimonious. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it was real to me in the fact that. See, I, I, think, I think what you guys take it as as being over the top. I think I accepted it being over the top because I think that in his own in his own person he didn't quite believe that he was running for god i mean he says it he says he's running for god but is he really and he can't
0: quite figure it out he later does figure out what he's there in in sense of god for. here's the problem though is that there was not enough charisma to sell what you just said everything you said is right but there was the actor and the material that he was working off of just wasn't it? Wasn't distinctive and interesting enough to deliver what it needed to do. And I think I go back to Hacksaw Ridge, where that was delivered excellently.
1: That's the second time the way you've described something is more interesting than the way the, descri- the director had it come across.
2: See, that's why I thought the injection of his sister was so important because that's what she serves as. She serves as what he feels he should be doing as opposed to what he wants to. He wants to run. But she she is the is the inner portion really in himself to be like you shouldn't be running you should be going over to China to turn all the Chinese Christian and then he later just find out he, he really needs to make the Christians
1: better Christians, but... We know how his story ends, right, in real life? He, he, it's like brain cancer or something, right? Well, he goes, well, he goes back to China and ends up being in, imprisoned in an internment camp and in the internment camp dies of a brain yeah, tumor. Like, well, they say it was like weeks they say- before they independent into a... They say at the end of the movie that he dies. Yeah, they write it out. Yeah, yeah, but they
0: don't say it was cancer. <laughs> they, make, they make it sound like he was like a... a no, they didn't right. say And he an internment camp. He's
1: not yeah. in his missionary. He got there okay. funneled oh, well, must, into was a camp. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: and it's
2: occupied China. So it's right. It's the Japanese who have...
0: Okay. While we've been, we've been pretty rough on this one out of the gates here, I do want to turn it positive at least from my perspective here. I want to talk about the score and the score is by Evangelis and it is for me the brightest part of this movie by a long shot. It's probably the only thing about this movie that has distinguished itself as in the lexicon of these, of these films and I don't know that there's another score that really does more for the movie than this does. I mean, it I, I don't I haven't already have heard your opinion on it yet. I do want to say though like I went into this and said I wonder if it's going to come off as very 80s. And I was listening to it this time around, and I'm like, you know what? It's not really that 80s. And when I, when I, I do all my research after, after my, my watch of it. And sometimes even the year escapes me because I just think I have... I don't have all the years and the winners memorized, you know? So I just think I look at myself and I go, oh, you know, yeah, that's like, take 86 or something. So it's probably going to be mid-80s, probably very... This is 81, and I think that this movie sets a bar for scores in the 80s, because it's obviously very, it's all synth. Mm. I think movies, the 80s goes synth, partially because of this movie. And this movie became such like the famous score of that time Mm -hmm. that so many other people tried to replicate it that the 80s itself just became this total synth. So I think there is a domino
1: effect that starts with with Charity Fire. I agree. I think the score is the best part. I do think there's some parts where it's done a little weird. Mm -hmm. Like, the scene when they're digging in their feet and their hands mm-hmm. for the final race—it's just holding one note, almost like a like a tench Friday the Thirteenth finale, yeah. like a horror score almost. Yeah. but it works. It's not. It's not. I awful. absolutely loved that part. It's I, not I, awful. It works.
0: In my rewatch, because I was really cute on this, I wanted to make sure that that I wasn't just talking up something that's just kind of okay. I don't think the score has one missed beat. I think it's it is a perfectly scored movie. That's just not necessarily assembled very well outside of the score. Already you mentioned those montages, which are not good. They're not good. No. No. But the music behind them it's fine. is. Yeah. And it is unique and I I I the fact that I can watch a synthed out eighties movie and, and say it's not eighties because it's doing something unique and different is soup that's really says something I saw influence in, in the social network here with this in the Trent Reznor score. I think that he, I, I don't know this, I didn't research this, but I have to, I would have to swear that, that this score had some influence on him. I could absolutely
1: see that. It's like yeah. a darker version of this score. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the, the, some of the ways it's applied, if you look at the rowing scenes and uh, yeah. some of the, um, yeah, some, and, oh, some of the, great point. and some of the, point. great and some of the, the scenes in, inside the chambers where they're, uh, of the school, where they're talking. Like, I, I, I did see some influence of this movie on the social network. Yeah, I can see that, hey, Brennan. What did you take? What you take on the score? I enjoyed the
2: score. Didn't realize that that opening scene was it for that song. I mean, I th- I was ready for the. But well, we got it at the end too. We got it. Yeah. Well, they redo the they same redo scene it. at the end, but um, which is my second favorite. Scene. And, it, and, it actually, and it's actually a different scene. <laughs> is they just yeah they not re-run. the same scene
1: redone? Oh, it's yeah. actually filmed a second time. Okay. And and the other people running are uh, not real runners or actors. They're caddies from St Thomas, uh, St Andrews Old Course. Oh wow! In Scotland. Wow. Yeah, that's gonna play into a big theory I have about this. I'll tease for later. But
2: I I was so ready for this like melodramatic ending with that song coming in on the final race or something. Never happened. Yeah, we'll we'll get uh, to which the I think, I, wanna... I think is a good thing. But I mean that song has been parodied so many times in so many ways that yep. I thought it was like the climax of the movie.
1: Yeah. I, I happen to think that score that song is done better in multiple other movies later than it is in it's it's the best part of this movie and it's used poorly the almost. Scene? Okay. Yeah, the scene? Yeah, it's the opening scene with the credits rolling and it's so dramatic and and climactic and you're opening the movie with it and then getting into I guess I'll just say my comments to that when we talk about the end. Because I don't I don't know that I necessarily agree.
0: Alright. But I, I think I think the, the problem lies with what's in between those scenes. <laughs> <themes. laughs> I, I, mean. I think that you did it. You did you started off right. You right. just didn't do anything
1: in between. there going to be a music video with them just
3: running on the <laughs> beach. Yeah. Speaking of music videos. Mm. So I well, like I said, the first time I watched this I had a few few drinks. <laughs> and I had no idea that song was from this movie. So once I saw that, I was, that song's been in my head for the last three weeks. Every single time I, you know, whatever. So I'm like, let me see. Like I just Googled it. I Googled Evangelist, everything like that. And I saw the music. He has the music video for it. And it's just him pretty much starts it off. He's playing at his piano, smoking a cig, just ripping a cig, just starts playing the song to the actual film with the guys running on the beach, and then throughout the whole music video, he's kind of smoking a cigarette, playing the piano. I just found it very funny. (laughs) The video (laughs) is him him in a room, like a
1: studio, sitting, playing the piano, smoking a cigarette, with the movie on a TV. And he's playing playing. while he's watching the movie. And and that's the whole
0: video. And I think I need to restate here this was a Billboard number <laughs> one hit.
1: It was the number one song in the country. Kieran, the guy who who plays Evangelist looks like me looks currently. Like yeah. Exactly <laughs>
2: like <Gotcha. laughs> I see that. I, I just like that on the radio right after they just finished playing
0: Jesse's Girl. Yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, Mummy no. Jesse's girl from the number one start is a Vangelist. <laughs> <with a charitable. laughs> I mean, like it's like it was it was 1981's answer to Despacito, you know. It's a, it's a, this is what people were doing. In the 80s. I also love how the Miami Vice track got up there. It's like you got you gotta love that. Like somehow like, the theme to a television show is just the number one hit in the country. Yeah, the eighties was so gotta weird. Love it. I mean, was it any better in 2013 when the Harlem Shake was the number one song? That's brutal. Oh, my god! Remember Gangnam Style? Yeah, I guess there's words in there, so that was also a number one hit. I love that song. That had instrumental vibes to it. Abraham's love interest here, Sybil Gordon, played by Alice Krieg, I liked her in this. I was
3: just I, I liked, liked her. I think yeah, she was good. I, think right. she's I was. Good.
0: She's good. I was waiting because
1: I loved yeah. her. And she's no, good. I thought she was really good. She's She's she, a she, bright she spot.
3: Pushed Abraham, uh, Abraham, mm-hmm. Abraham's, yeah. uh, Abraham's to you know follow his follow his dreams. You know, do what you're doing. I thought she had some good parts in here. I yeah,
0: also like her. challenged him and challenged his kind of his competitive drive versus who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And this is like a, a tricky thing for anyone who who competes at a very high level who's you know going on to to try to play college sports going on to try to play professional sports try to make the olympics it's great to be all about something but you have to understand that you are living a life while you do it and you're going to mm-hmm. neglect your family and your loved ones if the, if it becomes an obsession mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite parts of this movie was that interaction between the two of them and that scene of them after the race up there the folding up at the chairs mm-hmm. shot really well and it, it was it was a breath of fresh air in a movie that really needed it, and I really thought that maybe they could have even lifted a little more out of her character. But she she, she was given good material, and she delivered it well. So that was actually my favorite line. There was
2: uh, that's where he he says, "I won't run if I can't if I don't win," and she says, "You won't
0: win if you don't run."
2: Right. That's yeah. my line and of the
1: movie too. Yeah, I, yeah, I it, and
0: mine is is right after that too. You know where you know. She's like, you have to beat him. And he goes, I can't run any faster. And I just, I love that because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm, very, it's probably an American thing, but just like, and I think like all of us, it's like, we're very engrossed with team sports. Mm-hmm. And in team sports, like the best team usually wins, depending on what sport you're playing. But the best team doesn't always win. Right. But in a foot race, the fastest person is really probably going to win. You know, running mm-hmm. is, is very, is very different. Brennan, you you speak, we're already going to go to you, next so Brennan, you can speak as... as, as you are a runner, but are you what you say?
1: As not a runner, no. I'm just <laughs> uh, this is where the screenplay weakness shines. He says that line, "I can't run any faster," and Ian Holmes' character walks up and goes, "I can get you two yards." Like yeah. immediately, that's the yes. next line in the screenplay. And and but just that's arrives with an answer. Here's my answer: We can get you to. We can get you faster. But that's for shadow. I mean,
2: he says because because Abrams has already come to that, uh, I always forget his name. Uh, Ian Holmes' character? The coach, yeah. yeah he yeah, came yeah. to Ian Holmes to coach him, and he, and he says, well, I'm not gonna say yes now, but I'll watch you run, and then I'll give you an answer. It's Mussabini. Mussabini. Yeah. So it's not so weird that he would show up right after a race. Right. Okay. I, I just here's, love that here's watching it. And that's like, the biggest race. And I'm going back into yeah.
0: this problem that we brought up a couple of times here. My, my second watch of it this week, I honed in on that scene where he's talking to him and looking to recruit a coach, and right. Ian Home goes, "I'll watch you race, and if we talk again, it'll be me begging you to to join, you know. And if not, it won't." Right. But that that scene is stuck in between two other really bland scenes where there's just like like cheesy British singing and ha, da, da da to be British here we are la 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 like what. Take that out of the movie. How
1: Take was that not out. part of the
0: forty minutes that got removed? Right. Like, do we need like the job fair in the middle of the thing? I was waiting for like I was waiting to walk past the Dunder Mifflin
1: with with, with <laughs> yeah. where where Michael got is one sheet she has sitting pancakes. on the stand. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But was. it was like it was like a barber shop quartet like exhibition.
0: Like stop. Yeah. You know. So that scene, which was an important scene, was lost in nonsense. So it that in Ian Holmes' character. Would have rolled in there and had so much more impact if that scene was isolated more properly. Sure, and it it just and I go back to the editing of right. that. That is poorly edited. Right, mm-hmm. Brennan talk about the uh, go go on about the running
2: a little bit. Sure, of of a runner saying I can't run any faster. I mean, like anything else, you, you, a baseball you know a, a baseball player swinging the bat, his form gets better, he hits the ball further. It's the same with running. You
4: mm-hmm.
2: Fix your form, fix your fix
0: your technique, and you will run fast. But can the two, Can you run faster than the fastest person in the world, though, is, is the thing. And that was kind of his point. It's like, I, I, I'm running as fast as I can run. And yes, he does pick up a step on him.
3: Well, and We never and,
0: find out because the two jabronis yeah. don't ever race against each other in this movie. This that movie ends so, in a tie. Uh, yeah. This movie ends in a tie. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> they both win. It doesn't. And that's, and <laughs> that's where Buzz Killington... Ah.
2: <laughs> so... Uh, that's where I got a little confused with this movie because they build it up almost as a rivalry but in reality they're not running against each other they're running against their demons I think that made it more powerful because when they were going through the training scene and it looks like this rivalry that it's gonna end in Rocky fighting the Russian it's really they don't race each other and they both win yeah, instead fighting their demons. instead of 80s get, ending
0: yeah, instead you get you get Drago beating a French guy in the undercard and Rocky beating up beating up a German. Oh, so, I, and then that's I, 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 the movie. Oh absolutely yeah. not.
2: Because because you forget to mention, and they did build this through the movie, that the American the runners are the are the view. fastest in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, well the yeah, faster than you can all of them. They even stretch aggressively. Oh There's like God, a guy is. doing like like a where you cross your legs and lean over to stretch your 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 back and your calves and stuff. He's like aggressively doing it, the heavy music. A guy's yelling at him like, you don't stretch like that. You're going to pull your muscles. Jackson <laughs> Schultz is the
3: one. Is the He's the one Schultz stretching. Schultz. Like, yeah. I actually have a note on that. Is That scene is just so absurd. That montage of them it's working is them insane. The guy, Jackson Schultz, is doing push-ups, elevated push-ups, claps. And the one guy's just doing absurd, like, fast, like, out-of-control bicycle kicks. Yeah, in, in the air, laying on like, neck. On his neck, yeah. well, the guy yelling a, a That is a workout, but... Actually, you know, I
2: went to the gym today and was trying to do some, like, big knee-ups. Big knee yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that... that Wait, of Fire
0: inspired you to, to put yourself into an injury. Yeah, <laughs> and, that,
2: like...
3: That scene was just... I it was like, what is going on here? The done. Ian Holm character
0: comes in and plays, like, a very token and very successful movie trope. And that's the confident, successful, whether it's an actor or whether it's an athlete or whatever it is, who then has a little stutter step and then needs someone to come in and take them to the next level. Whether it's Rocky with Mickey or, or in those later sequels Apollo, whether it's Matt Damon with Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting, whether it's uh, the King's Speech with Jeffrey Rush. It's, it's, it works every time. Yeah. It's hard to screw up right. and they, they screw it up in this movie. Yeah. It doesn't. And it's it, the montage isn't cut well, and that hurts. It there's bad montages in this. Well, movie. one thing you got to remember, and, and when
2: I watched this, I, I actually pulled out my phone. I'm like, wait, what year was Rocky? Because Rocky yeah, really does. Rocky. Rocky really does coin the montage. Yeah. Yes. So this is only four years later, or five years this later. This is five years after Rocky. Five years later, so the montage is still new. So. Yeah. It's there's huge Rocky they, oh my gosh it's cool. like it's unbelievable I mean they they almost steal yeah, parts of it Rocky hurt, it, they, hurts they the it, it, yeah, it hurts the movie it hurts the movie massively I, I Party,
0: didn't, you nailed it they tried to they tried yeah. to
2: they tried to and, but I think that there's there's like remnants of the love for Rocky that come through that probably came through when people were watching this that they just got so pumped up yeah, and, and really, it it drove them to to really love this movie.
0: Yeah, people liked this movie. This was not this yeah. was oh, not yeah. like a, I was looking at the comments. not like an art house, yeah. popular dud. Like it was, people got behind this. this is movie. Highly rated. The song was a number one
3: Billboard track. Yeah. Like people were into it. Also, I I mean I I liked. Uh... Musabini's character. I know you're. You I liked him of, too. I liked yeah, him I too. Yeah, comic relief, and I don't know. I, th- I thought he was. I thought he was good. I, I mean. didn't
0: dislike the character. I, I just disliked the delivery of the character. I thought there was more there. Just like yeah. a lot of this movie, I could have. There's a good movie in here. Right? There's a really good movie in here. It's about the delivery, and I just don't think it was deliverable. And, and and Ian Holm received a an Oscar nomination. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't personally see it there. But I like the actor's big Lord Lord of the Rings fame with an him. alien, uh, an alien. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, a fine actor, and this is this is what
1: his Wait, one who's nomination. An alien? Uh, so, Ian Holm Musabini. is an alien. Is Bilbo Baggins?
2: Wow, Bilbo Baggins Lord of the Rings. Wow. Right. Well, yeah. I, know that. And I he's did not realize and that I picked yeah.
1: that up actually almost instantly and then he was in, uh, in Alien he's the science okay. uh, scientist I guess
0: oh, wow. I want to talk about the racing scenes next because I think it, it, in the end of the day I've, I've, I've listed off a major bunch of problems I've had with this this is the biggest issue with the entire movie you can live with the dialogue you can live with some underdeveloped characters you can live with the drudging plot if you execute Compelling racing scenes. If if you draw the viewer into the race, all that other stuff kind of trickles by the wayside, and you still are, have a best picture winner in, in your hands. The racing scenes are not compelling. They're they're done. And I realized listen, we're working with a dash here, so it's not you know it's not like a baseball game. You can pick out the best innings and kind of pace it as you want. But you can find a way. To cut into this race visually, from an audio standpoint, however you want to do it, to make me sucked in as a layman into racing, and it, it can be done. Listen, Moneyball did it with baseball. Baseball is not an accessible sport. I love it. We love it. I disagree with you. Not it's, to... no, it's not. It's not. A, it's not. It's not It's not an accessible sport to someone who doesn't know baseball. It's not. From a movie point of view. From, from an audience point from, of an, view. from anything. If someone who doesn't know baseball, you can't just start talking about the baseball. It's not, it, it's, okay. you can probably soccer. It's probably like the most accessible sport. But American football and baseball are not really accessible sports to the wider audience. Running, uh, I don't know, maybe it is for some, maybe it isn't for some. But Moneyball is a movie that is compelling. You know when Zeta Short says, oh, "I love Moneyball, I love this," and then she's talking about on base percentage and stolen bases. It's right. like, oh wow! I mean, you got you got Zeta Short to talk about the stolen base. I mean, I, that's a win right there.
2: I think he just went a little off off point though. I mean, I mean, you're talking about the running scenes, not the movie in itself, and and the running scenes. I agree with you. They they could be more compelling. And what comes to mind? It's not running, but it's horse racing. Is Seabiscuit. A movie that whether I really like, is a good whether you like it or don't like it, the the horse racing scenes are very compelling in Seabiscuit, and they weren't in this movie. I, I, yeah. I 100% agree with that. There was a race there where I didn't even know what I was watching. I mean, well, the guy
0: falls, the guy, and yeah, hurts his knee. I'm I'm like, who is that? It's it's filmed terribly. It's poorly edited too. And poorly yeah. edited. Yep. That's the biggest issue is the editing again.
3: Falling in puddles at one point. I think. Yeah, one of the races. Yeah,
0: you know, and not for nothing. You know, we've talked about movies here in the recent past as far as this movie's concerned. The Godfather Part Two and Annie Hall, which were not nominated for film editing. And five years later, you're going to nominate Chariots of Fire for film editing? What's going on?
1: The simple way they could have made the running scenes more engaging and more entertaining. Don't put everything in slow-mo. Mm. They're running. It's fast. Let me feel some speed. The second the match starts, it's like, boop, 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 and everything's slow again. You know, it's and the 100-yard dash when he wins, when, when Abraham finally wins, after he runs the race, then they show the race in slow-mo again, and then they show it again from another yeah. angle. Stop showing me the same race. I'm like, I thought it was enough, I don't know what I'm watching. So the
2: other the other side, too, Beyond is terrible if enemies, there really are all these historical inaccuracies... They could have put people in different colors, <laughs> right? <laughs> right.
1: They did in yeah, one race. Yeah, make it right. They did in one race. That first race where Little ran against Abraham's Little was oh, in blue because Little's his, like trousers, like with his no, no, not that suspenders. one. Where oh, Little okay. runs against Abraham's in the first race, okay. he's in blue and everyone's in white. Yes, and I was I. They should have done that more right so we knew who was who you know you have a racing movie and the racing's bad like <laughs> I, one of the reasons that i don't
0: hate this movie because i don't hate this movie like I, I could i could envision myself watching it again at some point can't believe i'm saying that but i, I could just i could see it happening mm-hmm. because i do appreciate some of the contents within it the execution is so poor it's so they're they're safe in areas where they shouldn't be safe. It it just it, it just comes together like just like a, a boring bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Is this there's no
1: taste, there's no flavor. Cheerios there's with no, no sugar. Concept. Yeah, it's just <laughs> special K. Rice Krispies without bananas. Uh, see, uh, see that's what's uh, funny is that, that
2: I, I really saw it as very unorganized. It's definitely unorganized, right? That's yeah, a good way to put it. But to me, that wasn't a boring bull cereal. To me, that was there's there's a sort of like mm-hmm. mystery to it. You know, you mentioned you mentioned earlier the scene of of the jo- it wasn't a job fair, but the club fair. I liked that. <laughs> I, I liked
1: that in that, that. That was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> the job fair, <laughs> the long um, take. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good one. It was it was weird,
2: and and you're getting an insight into. Cambridge College culture in the nineteen twenties, um, and I I liked that. I thought it was
1: interesting. That felt social networky to me, but then it goes away. They lose right. that vibe. Yeah. We beat. But we, come come on, on, we have a running movie with no with bad running scenes. Like come on, yeah, it's like it's Days tough. of
3: Thunder having bad racing. Scenes. I
1: that last scene with Little, I thought it was good.
3: What, his final race, you're saying, or his
2: final race? Yeah, he's he. It's the 400 meter. Yep. And I don't know if you guys ever run a 400 meter. It's tough. It's tough because you gotta you gotta pretty much run it at a sprint, and it's it's twice around the um, twice around the, the track. So it's a half mile.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. It's I feel, and I feel like I feel like you didn't get that on. At his final race, right? They I don't, don't know feel that. In. There's no, no distinguish. There's it, no. There's I no. I thought that was more of like a half lap around the track. Yeah, they're
1: not distinguishing right. between the events too. It's yeah. just like an event. An event. They almost running. needed like an announcer. Like someone announcing yeah. what was going on in all 40 minutes they caught as the announcer? No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, well, yeah, you're watching, An announcer might have helped. It might have helped the movie, yeah. I don't know if it would have made any sense because what was he announcing to in the 20s? Like, like, were they doing radio? The Yelling yeah, like into a Megahorn.
3: They should have had...
0: Was it Were they airing the Olympics on the radio, though? I don't, I don't know. know. Apparently everything else is historically.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah,
3: they should have threw in uh, Harry Doyle from Major League. Just. Right, yeah, there you go. <laughs> just, just a, a bit, bit outside. Or Susan Waldman. When he falls, no, Susan Waldman's the worst. Together. And I'm a Yankee fan. She's horrible. Sure. Yeah, when um, I think it's Abraham's falls, you could have just thrown that just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, like, but, oh my God, he fell? And then it's and then it's Aubrey. Aubrey does fall. Uh, yeah.
2: And the next scene is a- Abraham's talking to Aubrey, and Abrahams is getting the massage, and Aubrey's just like we got to talk about. Well, this now scene. I'm afraid to win. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, you. We need to spend at like. least thirty minutes on this scene. This is the weirdest scene yeah. in this fucking movie. Why he's getting a full body massage while Abraham's has like three or four long monologues in this movie that all of them lose their like I am right now, they lose their way with their point mm. as the, the monologues go on. Part and, of the 40 this,
3: minutes was the happy ending that they cut out after yeah. this massage, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh... Given by by the way. Musabini, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Relaxing. like, deep tissue massage too really putting in putting and in some this, elbow grease
1: yeah, one of the scenes in this in this massage scene which is like at the end of the movie I've had enough now you're doing this to me <laughs> what, it,
0: it was one of those he, moments does
1: these weird leg
0: jerks it, it's one of those moments where you have to like stop and remind yourself like, wait a minute what What's going on in this movie right <laughs> now? I, got one, I, forgot, I, I, I lost my way a little bit here. The movie's lost its way, and I really lost my Could way. Could have used a
3: little Mo Green scene.
0: I need a compass here where, like, I to get through this thing. I, I want to hone in
2: on this. Cause what didn't, is it the massage you didn't like, or the stretching, you or, or the monologue? The what design like? of
1: the scene. The, the, screen, of the, the screenwriter screen. could have had them had this conversation doing a multitude of things. So yeah. you just
2: felt uncomfortable that he was getting massaged while it was while they were having the conversation. I'm, I'm I'm the visual, I think the visual took away
0: from the
1: content of the screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, okay. I didn't feel like it was and
3: an unnecessary scene, I guess. They didn't really need to be in there.
1: It it didn't need to be a, a massage scene. And also okay. I, I thought the monologue was kind of weak. They needed a little more dramatics to build it up, and it's just him laying on a table.
2: Alright, but how about the content of the monologue?
1: I, I thought it was weak.
2: You thought it was weak? Yeah. See, I was I was compelled by it. Mm. It's Abraham's talking to a runner who just fell. So he's prepared, you know, and it, and it is weak because it's an undeveloped character. But he's prepared for the Olympics probably his whole life. And he's just fallen I mean, within the first five steps of the entire race. And,
1: and blew it. Right. Totally blew it. Cool running stuff. But,
4: yeah, but like again, right. yeah.
1: again, <laughs> what you just said didn't come off, and that's but, in- that's interesting. Right, and, I didn't get that. I and, couldn't even. And so, but but it's not even done yet. And so now, Abrahams
2: is talking to Aubrey. Aubrey's just blown it, and Abrahams, right? Abrahams is one saying, "Now I'm not afraid of losing. I'm afraid of winning." Right. Right. That's, yeah. that's yep. Abrahams. It yes, that says yes. that. So he's talking to someone who just lost and totally blew it. The entire movie, Abrahams, is all he can do, all, all he wants to do is win. And he's, he's had some trouble doing that at certain points. But he's looking at someone who just totally blew it, almost envying the loss. Because and, he doesn't know. It, it's, it's almost like Joker's comment is like, I'm like a, I'm like a dog in the street chasing cars. I'm not going to know what to do with, with it when I get it. Abrahams is having this moment where he's feeling, if I win, what do I do
0: next? Great point. Yeah, and that goes back to a conversation they had in the beginning of the movie, too. Aubrey says, I dislike losing... More than I like winning. It's kind of, in so many words. And Abraham's comment to that is, well, I've never lost, so I wouldn't know. And then, that's, then later on, he'll go to the crisis in the, in the bleachers when he finally loses, mm-hmm.
1: and then the third part then is what, the, what you just spoke about. Right. Yeah. Billy Bean says that exact line in Moneyball. Yes. And he goes, I hate losing. I hate it even more than I like winning. Yeah. And that's a diff- there's
0: a difference. It is a thing in, in the world of competition. <sighs> We've beaten up the presentation of this movie a little bit outside the score. I want to talk about oh. the cinematography here, because
1: I want to get your take on it, Already, You're kind of our, our resident cinematography critique. This movie kind of taught me that cinematography relies a little bit on editing. Because mm. there's some decent shots. Yeah. Usually, cinematography tells a story visually mm. throughout the movie. There's you know a scene with one character looking a certain way that'll later on be mirrored, or it'll be with another character looking the same way. This has none of that. It's there's no patterns. There's no. There's nothing to appreciate. Well, I don't. I don't agree that there's nothing to appreciate. I think
0: that there are moments visually in this movie that I can appreciate. Whether it's the, the scenes along the beach, there's a couple of nice. Uh, there's a, a couple of nice the shots ma- of, like the mountains of the mountains. Like, yeah, yeah like the, the, the green, mountain areas of Scotland. And David Walken is the is the cinematographer. He would go on to be rewarded with his work in Out of Africa um, a few a few years later. He also did Moonstruck, among some others. But I think that there's a disservice done to him through the other things we've we've been we've been speaking about. And Artie, you said cinematography needs to, to to tell a story, and I don't think it ever syncs up with the screenplay. And I don't think it always has to. But but it, this is one where it the cinematography had something to offer and it wasn't used properly outside of the begin the bookends of the movie on the beach scenes, which to me were were beautiful. And and the Scotland scene was shot pretty well, but the content was terrible.
1: And then there's a lot of chamber where they're in, inside rooms talking. That's a cheat code. Filming old, beautiful buildings from inside. Yeah. Like, that's a cheat code with cinematography. That's Yeah. yeah those are always going to be beautiful.
2: Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows, was any of this filmed in France? Because that's a huge opportunity for big cinematography. And I was very unimpressed by you know the scenery given in in France right. they did a great job with Scotland and it's yep. you don't need much with Scotland it's right. it's a lot of vegetation and it's and it's great but as far as France goes I don't recall anything that really wowed
0: me Johnny Google on the spot here although part although set partly, in France, it was filmed
1: entirely in the UK. You nailed that, Brennan. That's very well done right yeah. there. That's a good yeah. eye. Why wouldn't you show shots of the Eiffel Tower? you You know, Just to because let you know you're in France. Because it's filmed right. in the UK. So That's I remember a good what, eye. That's a good eye. You made a good point that the cinematography and the screenplay don't always have to line up. It. You're right. And it works when the cinematography has its own art form that it's following, its own process, its own story that it's telling. And... I just this movie really pointed out to me that that's a little reliant on either the editing team or the cinematographer being involved heavily in the editing process. Yeah, because if he had a story to tell, it felt like at some points throughout the movie there were some things the cinematographer was going for, but it it never lined up throughout the movie. Yeah, Joe, this
0: was you've you've watched a bunch of these movies. That we've covered so far for the right. first time. Right. Which ones do you do you recall that you watched recently that where you were taken back by the cinematography? The cinematography came out and told the story. And like, how does that compare to to, to what you saw
3: with this one? The cinematography I liked in this a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit more than you guys. Because like, I do like those shots of like Scotland and yeah, I'm, with you, that. Like that. Okay, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I've been mind. to Ireland before. I just love that. I mean, Ireland and Scotland are kind of similar mm-hmm. with, with their their feels with that. As far as the ones that we. The other ones that I've watched recently. Um, like Mutiny. What do you think of Mutiny? Mutiny cinematography? On the bounty, That's tough because that's so long ago. Mutiny I watched a couple weeks ago, actually. I, I actually liked that movie. But the cinematography was, I feel like, you can say almost even better in that for so long ago than, than this. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, where this should be so much better since it's so much more. They're very think. safe in this. They're just yeah, very safe with yeah. it.
0: It's they're not taking many chances. They they get a couple of nice shots and they they put them in there, like you said. Right. I mean, I think Braveheart would maybe be a comparison. Braveheart, and, and right? I think Braveheart is is kind of significantly better. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah.
2: With Mutiny and the Bounty, it's cohesive. I I feel like that's what makes it better. The cinematography is cohesive. It mm-hmm. whereas whereas with this movie, it's all over the place. You get yeah. nice shots of the beach. You get nice shots of Scotland, and then. We're not getting nice shots
3: of France, and we're not. Right. You know, what
1: do you think of the cinematography in Lost Weekend?
3: I loved it. Lost Weekend was when uh, RDB actually recommended it to me, and that was awesome. That was that's like one of my favorite movies too. Now, yeah, uh, of so far, definitely what I've covered. I think it's The Godfather, Godfather Two, and Lost Weekend is is my top three from what you guys have done so far. Right. I just I just I thought that was just. It, they did it. What, what year did that win? It was... 45.
0: 30. For, last week was 45. 45? Yeah. Muni was, thir- everything Muni was 35.
3: that they do in 45 still, could, that could be done today yeah. and everything would just be the, you know... We're
2: going to jump away from cinematography, but looking at The Godfather, I mean, there's an example of a movie that deals with
0: a lot of characters and deals with them very well, whereas mm-hmm. this movie yeah.
2: it just didn't <laughs> deal yeah. Yeah. And
0: it didn't have yeah. to deal with... That many characters, like there, there's some in there. I guess some got edited out. I, I did. We didn't brought up uh, Nigel Davenport's character yet. He's the Lord Birkenhead. He's, he's the guy on the boat who has to take little in, into the mix and get right. him to yeah. introduce to, him to the Prince of Wales. He had a Compromise with the Prince of Wales about what event he's going to do, and so he doesn't right. have to go on the Sabbath. Right. I actually liked him in in this movie.
2: Thought he was
1: great. He yeah. was very
0: good.
2: Love and the Prince of Wales too. Yes, another good another good actor uh that scene i mean we haven't talked much about that scene uh, it's a powerful scene yeah well we're, we're here so yeah i mean this is i mean leading up to it you have you have um little getting on the boat to france and they're like see on the sunday heat yep. and he just freaks out because sunday's a sabbath and he doesn't run on the sabbath now he's on the boat to france thinking i'm not running I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Now he goes to Lord Birkenhead, and Birkenhead is, he's like the consigliere. Sympathetic. He's sympathetic. Yeah. yeah, he understands. But this guy's done so many political nonsense in his in his career that he's like, why don't you just just chill for the rest of the boat ride? Let me talk to some people, and we'll figure something out. One of the he's... best lines
1: comes up here, that right after. Little walks into the party. Uh, Davenport's character, Birkenhead. Birkenhead, yeah. Comes up to him, and he's like, oh, the Prince of Wales wants to meet you. And he's like, yeah, tell no. him that's alright. He's like, You're he's gonna be your king. You're not gonna shake his hand. He's like Nah, it's alright. He's like, Oh, that's uh your arrogance extends this far <laughs> He's like, My arrogance extends as as far as my conscience will allow and then Birkenhead's like, Alright, we'll see how that goes, moving your race and he's like, Alright, I'll go be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Have> That's good. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree, Brennan, that's probably
0: one of the better scenes in there, too. It's yeah. like, it's one of those, any time you're like, you're like sitting in a chair trying to stay awake, and you doze off, he does off, and all of a you jerk back to life. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is one of those scenes
2: that jerks yeah. you back to life. Yeah. oh, yeah. okay, here we go. Yeah. This,
0: I, I like this.
2: But uh, the scene is preface too, with his
1: sister scolding him before he leaves for France. You're obsessed with running, so right. this is one of the worst scenes, I think, in movie history. Him on the boat. And they're just replaying all that dialogue. And oh, it off very into space for like three minutes. <laughs> I was like, "This is, this yes. is not something that should ever be in a movie." And you know,
2: no, because we all knew it. We want to read already. Yeah, we, we didn't right.
1: remember <laughs> what we were doing. Although,
0: although I think there's a little bit of foresight, knowing that maybe people are dozing off a bit during this film. Yeah, right, like, yeah hey, remember seven minutes <laughs> but, ago when
1: this happened. The audience radio can't
0: radio all bit. be Brendan B. Like there's some <laughs> people here who are, who are dozing off at this point. Uh, and and you know the lip sync police are always on duty when we do these things. There were some scenes where the, the words when didn't line up with the mouth. Piano on the boat. Oh, oh yeah! And Come on. I'm an Englishman, and then everyone starts singing. All of a sudden, they're just like a they're just like a German orchestra. Just <laughs> yeah. Very like, it doesn't sound tone. like that. Give me yeah. a break! Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I hated that scene. Yeah. Oh, the Philharmonic
1: orchestra is all of a sudden on this boat here. So now I'm getting fixated order? on what should have made the 40 minutes that was removed. That should right. have made the 40 minutes.
2: Yeah, right. And we're saying it just happened seven minutes
0: ago. Maybe it was actually
2: well, there a was, half hour. In huh? movie
1: time, this movie was like the Phantom Zone with Superman. Right. There was an
0: odd focus on the arts in this movie, and I don't know that it was called for. What, like, you had the geisha scenes.
1: Yeah, the weird the, opera. Yeah, and the, then the choirs uh, are constantly they, singing. They
0: had, they had the y-
1: acapella group, and they're, they're singing. I just, I just don't... What was the point? I think just to show like British elitism, Seriously.
0: Ooh,
2: that's British
1: interesting. College they didn't elitism. need
0: to do much more to show that. They did a fine oh, no. job they of they don't this stop, whole movie stop is showing you
2: that. They British don't British stop elitism. showing now, you that. I don't I don't quite know the significance of the of the geisha part. The British elitism is an interesting um, point there. Um, showing that Abraham's girlfriend one of her biggest strengths is she never needed him to go off and win, she she could she could understand that he needed to go off and win. And she supported that to the extent that she was like, "Go do it." It's but she never, but she never, and I, and I mean this in a good way, is she never readjusted her life for him. She was a she's a, a very successful woman and very strong, powerful woman in in, in the society. I know you're thinking of strong. <laughs> Oh man, yes, brother. no. Not in the south I Very saying. good, Brandon. You're on the Johnny on the spot with the references. Right. I like yeah. it. Um, but but she's a, a self-established woman in a time
0: that it's hard
2: that's to not get a, there. That's not a thing. Hard yeah, to get
0: there for a woman. Their mm-hmm. and their relationship was my favorite part of the, of the yes. movie. It, it, it great. Was, there was there was a real story to be told there. There were themes to be told there about what it takes to be a competitor and how you manage that with with your with your love interest with your it, that could be extended to family that could be extended to uh to, to your children it doesn't this movie doesn't go there yet because this is before they they get married but all of that can be can can come into play in a in, a, in an interesting and thematic way and if it's I just what is yeah. the
2: point is that she was willing to wait for him but if he never came back she might be heartbroken but she was gonna be so okay annoyed. she That's knew so that long. and she yeah. knew that she was a great character. She's Juice, a great character.
0: A, a character that was sorely needed in this movie. Of a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of British students running around in their skivvies. You know, we, <laughs> we needed a we needed a strong woman. <laughs> strong woman. So Brenda, I've been waiting for you to bring up the start the Star Trek reference here. Yeah. You were not ready for this one. Yeah, the honest truth is, I don't know what it is. We were talking about the Sybil character. Alice Krieg is the actress, and she was on Star Trek: First Contact. In 1996 No way She she was the Borg Queen
2: No way Yes There you go Oh my god Yes So Then If I'm If I'm not mistaken They bring her back Into Star Trek Voyager To be To be Sure The Borg
0: Queen Again Interesting
2: I, myself,
0: have never seen a second of Star Trek, but you, oh, you bring it up every episode you've been on, so I had, to, I had to tie you in there. And Artie,
1: she was also in Thor Dark Worlds. I know you're a big Thor head. Yes, that's how I recognized her. I almost said, oh, maybe that's how I recognized her for First Contact. No, she's the, the bad girl in that. Now, Trekkies
2: might, might disagree with me, but I think if you wanted a, um, a good introduction to Star Trek... Uh, first contact is not a bad idea.
0: So let's talk about the end of this movie here, the, the quote-unquote climactic race here <laughs> at the end. We, 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 we don't need to go back into how these races were were not filmed great. I think we've already kind of talked about these races a little bit here. It, can Brendan, you've tried defending this thing ending in a, in a tie, and it, it does end in a tie, let's be. You, you don't get the two runners against each other at the end, which is what but this movie was no, building up to. You for. don't want to
3: get what you can't really want. That's what ha- I guess. Uh, sorry to cut in there, but it was a true story, so they didn't race. So it's yeah. uh, it, if it was like you know, just if they were making stuff up, then they would have thrown them in there. But I would have. That's what I was building up towards the whole time. I was like, I can't wait to watch them race again, and yeah, it just didn't happen. And
2: I and I think I think the movie does a good job of explaining that. The journeys of these two runners is them trying to figure out why they're running. They're not quite sure. And and for, for a good portion of the movie, Abrahams thinks he's running to beat Little.
0: Meanwhile, yeah. Little's not the best runner in the world. Yeah, I think there's, there's a story to be... There are thematic tie-ins that could make that more impactful than it was. Sure. And I think it's the delivery story. Because I do... I do We've seen it. I mean, if you're just talking about like like Rocky losing at the end of Rocky where like you can make it so the fact that they never cross ties with each other leaves this pit in the stomach of the audience where like, wow, like he, his journey brought him up to there and he didn't even get to ever find out and this and that. But there's no tension in this movie. This movie has the tension of a dictionary. It's just you're just flipping <laughs> through pages. Well, Buzz Killington is leading, reading you definitions like it's just that it's it's. Well, you have to consider that that Little wasn't supposed to run
2: this race. I mean, he was going to run the hundred meter dash. Now he's running the four hundred
0: meter. Here's I mean, the pro- Brendan. Here's the issue, though, is that I can't, as a layman, cannot distinguish the difference between these events. Uh, clearly not. I need I need it dumbed down for me a little bit. And this movie doesn't do it in a in a proper way. You know know that you've run, you've you've run competitively. Yeah, yeah. so I can watch a baseball movie, and I don't need them to tell me the difference between on base percentage and batting average. I just know already. But a movie like Moneyball is able to do that, and that's why I think that that movie is is more effective delivery than a movie like this.
2: Right. I mean, the closest they get to it is the two Americans talking. Before you have the the American coach just says, "Don't worry about, don't worry about this guy
0: Little. He ran two races today." He's he's got nothing left. It's kind of like when you go see a concert and you're not sure who's going to open and who's going to close, and the segue into this, like you have this, you have this dramatic end with with Abrams, and then it's like, okay, you know, all right. We have another race. Oh, that's right. We got to finish this guy's storyline. Okay. All right. Let's have him go. Like, it wasn't, it, it just, it was anticlimactic yeah. it, and, and not in not in an artistic way either. In an ineffective in, in way. I mean, this just happens to me with sports movies. I, I, so I, I don't know if it was
2: this movie, but I did, I did have a little bit of tear up and when he, when he, he wins at the end and they all carry him. I don't know. I got, I got pretty yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: you were that. invested. That's, I love yeah. hearing that. I was not. I was not.
1: I think I, I
0: The tearing that I was experiencing was was from like dry eyes and knowing <laughs> and that numbering. you're going to have to rewatch yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I teared up
1: I teared up when I pushed pause for the first time and I was only 25 minutes in.
0: <laughs> I will say I'm extremely proud of myself for doing this thing in one sitting. I took a break with a half hour left, exactly a half hour left. I was like, "All right, I gotta walk around a little bit." With the blood flow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My first
3: watch, I did it all in one sitting. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's. The second. second one, I split it up in a day.
2: So you know what's funny is, is I had the almost the opposite experience where I've I've been pretty busy lately, so I had to fit this in. I had softball last night. I started this started this at eleven forty five last night, and thinking, yeah, dangerous. thinking I'll do an hour. And then I'll finish the next, the rest of the next day. I kept going, yeah. And and it did grab me, and I kept going until I had a half an hour left, and I made myself stop to go to sleep because I had to wake up the next day. But uh, and then I finished it out the next day. But I actually, I actually wanted to keep
0: going. I mean, I'm always, I've always been a proponent of certain movies need to be broken up. And you know, Artie, I know you're a proponent of the intermission. Also, like I think that there, it some movies benefit from. Mm. All right, it take as long as you know when you're gonna resume. Like you can't just like like watch half of a movie and then two weeks later finish it. Like it has to be. It's gotta be quick. Yeah, I mean one of my favorite movies of all time is Lawrence of Arabia, and I tell people watch that in two sittings on back to back nights. Well, on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, watch watch part one on on Tuesday, part two on Wednesday. That's the best way to watch that movie. It's a four hour movie. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard for us to sit down and watch at, the, at this stage in humanity to watch a four hour <laughs> yeah. movie. Like, we can I, watch eight episodes of a TV show because there's dopamine injections in between each episode. Four hour movies made in the 60s and 70s aren't designed that way. Yeah. So, it is hard
3: to do that. So, mm-hmm. to me, breaking some of these movies up it, does it help? I've always been a big. I need to watch it all in one sitting. And then for some movies, like like you said, I get, and I guess maybe it's just recently was the Irishman that just came out. I watched that. Oh, that was gosh. a long one. Yeah. I watched that in three and a half hours. Two or three sit, two or three settings. Like, it, sometimes League it. Too, it right? Oh yeah, the Justice League. The. Snyder's lighter, directed, that was like, what, like four and a half. Yeah, I watched that in two or three days. I watched that. Yeah,
0: the best, um, tra- the best strategy for that one is to
3: watch it in zero sittings, <laughs> and you'll really enjoy that no, <laughs> no, I'm a big Marvel guy, so Justice oh. League. I always always grew up loving like Batman and Superman. Well, and that's then, DC, You're right? Well, that's DC. So yeah. Marvel yeah. took over for me. I, I, I was I've been obsessed with Marvel. See, I like Justice now.
2: League. Justice League I, I I love those movies
3: I actually like the Snyder Cut I, I, I saw that in the movie theaters and thought it was okay and then re-watched the Snyder Cut and I was like this isn't even the same movie I, it, it, it was a completely different movie I haven't I seen thinking, that cut I, got, I got oh, you gotta watch it, it. Yeah. it's so much better yeah. it, it's it crazy. really is so much
1: Snyder better. had to stop because his daughter killed herself yeah, yeah. So then they, the studio <coughs> took over, and then there was a the big moment. internet push for the Snyder cut to come out, which is four hours or four and a half hours. Wow. Yeah, and it's totally it's different. So and like, like like this
3: character yeah. was even on HBO in the Max original for free. Like yeah, mm-hmm. oh. yeah.
1: Go home tonight and watch it. Yeah, it's actually my recommend for this movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> great recommendation you made with regard to breaking out movies is Hateful Eight. Yeah. Netflix offers that in four segments. That is the way to watch it's absolutely that the movie. Way to watch it. He wrote it that way. It's yeah. it's meant to be watched. And that when one.
0: you were sitting here, because I know you're a huge Tarantino fan, yeah. you're sitting here saying, "Ah, I can't get through Hateful 8 I'm like, "What? Like How you will, you will love that movie?" And I'm like, "Dude, check out the Netflix style with the four episodes. It's a great way to do it."
3: I just added that to my list because I'm a huge uh, fan also. That's the way to do that.
0: Sure. While the Snyder cut has people debating left and right, I don't think anyone's calling for the Hugh Hudson cut of <laughs> *Chariots of Fire*. I'd rather see the Snyder <laughs> cut of *Chariots of
1: Fire*. I, I the will Rob be starting. Cut you of you want the, of I will fire. be starting a petition yeah. online. You want the two hours
2: and forty
0: minutes of the <laughs> yep. Hugh Hudson *Chariots of Fire*
2: cut? We'll start a petition online. Everyone, get on and sign up. And <laughs> yeah, I don't. I want I don't to see the Brandon
3: that. cut of *Chariots of Fire* because I feel like he broke it down better than the. The Actual Brendan director. B. cut. Yeah, yeah the, the Brendan B, B. cut. cut. Yeah. The
0: Brendan B. cut of Chariots of Fire. You should redo yeah. the whole movie. I yeah. <laughs> actually
1: changed my recast now that you've been talking. Yeah, <laughs> right Maybe character. you could partner up the with Rob Zombie. the screenwriter. <laughs> you
3: <laughs> could partner up with Rob, Rob Zombie. Well, oh, yeah. 100% yeah. there will be chariots, what you wanted, yeah. on yes. fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And and there will be fire. There will be fire.
1: Sybil's going to be a different character. And there
0: will be blood. Before we head to the awards, we're going to get there. I do want to just... There was the scene... With Ian Holmes' character, where he he's persona non grata at the race. We can't go to the, mm-hmm. can't go to the race. Now it had me. I just thought he was just being like a a a prick. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I don't go to the races. I'll just watch from the hotel room mm-hmm. and see if they shoot streamers and rockets and play the, the play the British national anthem. Mm-hmm. I I liked the scene of him writing the letter with the with the pendant in the. Are you dead? You didn't know you weren't digging thinking <laughs> no, no, about I I like Your Charlie Sheen closet coming oh, out of that one. I
1: didn't like that. Dear one. Grandma. Dear grandma. <laughs> well, you're not a fan of voiceover. And revisiting the, you know, randomly in the middle of the movie. Writing a letter voiceover that we started the movie another, with another another letter voiceover from a different yeah, character. Howard. Yeah, you're getting you're getting the carry on. jumped in like, real quick from <laughs> the fellas. Yeah, we Ray, yeah, get doing it. <laughs> Karen's voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Abraham, I it's can't it's, come
3: it's, to the race. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it to me too was an undeveloped point that this scene I guess makes is that um, the trainer looks at at Abraham's as a son. I mean, he, You know, it's essentially right. his father gave him this pendant. Now he's giving Abraham's the pendant,
0: and he does I, the whole. Does, this is my chance to get the medal thing, because he says yeah, that in the right. in the beginning. If I know I have a chance to get the big prize, like then we'll do Did, this. Right,
3: and they make a point too to to say that almost like he just didn't want to go and watch him when in reality it was he was a professional coach, so that's why he. he they pretty much banned. They him from didn't the arena. explain that well. They
2: didn't explain they, they, it. Did not. Yeah. I don't not well. They just didn't explain they didn't, they it. Yeah. Didn't say
0: no. The they only thing they say is, is not that,
3: going to the race, and that's, right. You know. He
0: says I'm persona non grata, which implies he's not allowed in there. But that's wow, the only thing right. that they—they okay. they, they foreshadow. See, I didn't it. know that. They yeah, for, he does, they, yeah, he does, I didn't even hear that he part. does say because oh, because after the first time watching it, I just thought he was a jerk, and I got to figure out like this has to be a reason he's not going. Like, I they don't know. explain
1: it. He does say to he does say to him in conversation, "I'm persona non grata." It hmm. pains me to defend something about this movie, but they also foreshadow it. The first time we meet Musabini, yep, a guy comes up to him and he goes. You know we have certain academic standards we have to uphold, and Musabini goes, "I'm just spectating." Yeah. Okay. So then yeah, they, oh, they yeah. do he's... foreshadow that you're not really supposed to be here. Yeah. This is right. shady. Yep. And, and you know was... what? When they confront Abraham's, I agree with the two guys from Cambridge.
2: Oh, you're supposed do
1: you? to. You're supposed to be an amateur. You're supposed to not be a professional, and this mm. guy is. He knows. Abraham's knows he's not supposed to hire a yeah. professional trainer, and he does it anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good
1: point. But the well, essence of what those Cambridge
2: elites are saying is that you try really hard, but don't forget you're a Cambridge man. It's, it's try hard enough to maintain See, I was more your... focused on
1: the specific rule they were mentioning. Like, yeah. you can't have yeah. a professional...
0: And, uh, yeah, but I know what you're saying now Brennan too. Is you're talking about the scene when, when Abrams is in with the two yes. the two muppet characters, yeah. the the two old muppet guys. But and and <laughs> it's the, try hard enough to be
2: good but but, but don't
1: blow yourself out of proportion. And you know what, Wait, unfortunately, unfortunately I'm going to de- I'm going to defend the movie again cuz they they do they do address this because at the same time Little is training on the beach with someone. Yeah, right. And they're only confronting mm-hmm. Abraham, and, and here I am. And, well, and that's, and, that
0: plays into the anti-Semitism. <laughs> yes, but here's right. an issue with the anti-Semitism, and and that's when they says he goes, you know, this guy isn't do- little is doing it for his religion. This guy's just doing it for himself. And, and, and he kind of he he, say, he says different God, different mountain. But and, it's actually the same says, God,
1: which is a technicality. I think they say though. he's
0: part Arab right. too. But well, that was yeah. I mean, it was say it's supposed. Part Arab, Arab.
2: Yeah, that this Asian? guy's part Arab also. So now right. we got now we got the Jewish guy trading with an now we got Arab Islam guy. involved.
0: The British are just freaking out. Already, <laughs> you're saying okay, he yeah, has the same God. It's supposed to be designed as an ignorant statement. Like it's uh, not, right, okay, right. Yeah, it's not. You
1: know, right. the movie's not different. different mountain top. It's, like, it's actually yeah. all from
0: the Old Testament. It's all right. the same mountaintop. But the, top, these same guys again. Yeah, right. These guys are these guys are, are elitist ignorant douchebags right, okay, yeah, and well, not, and not, not religious you know, not if Christian. we spend
1: five hours on this movie we'll end up loving it by <laughs> the end of the but it.
0: there's one you know? I'm issues too is like if you're trying to make this point with this movie with the anti-semitism like they don't really I feel like this this movie at that point is trying to say something but doesn't really have the balls to say it mm. and I, I on the flip side of that I do like getting a glimpse of of elitist European racism it's just not something we see all that often where it's, it's just like rich person being racist against other rich person and doing it in in the way it's done in these libraries with these glasses of scotch and the spectacles in their eyes. It's almost like
3: a uh, trading places feel like with the two guys. Yeah, I don't know. Do
0: we have anything else we need to cover here before we hit the awards? I think we got the we got the movie pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we
1: covered it even more in depth than I expected I to. I can't imagine anyone on Earth has gone more in depth into this movie than we have.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> it's funny you bring up other people, Artie, because. Bringing up the Twitterverse. No, but, we're going to yeah. go to the Twitterverse. Before yes. we do the awards, and go to the Twitterverse. And, Artie, tonight, you kind of went out of your way to say, hey, you know, you didn't send anything out to Twitter. Make a message. I know we're recording in a couple hours, but just do it. And I'm like, you're right. And I did it. And this we, is the movie. For by that. far. Got more Twitter responses wow. for Chariots of Fire than anything we've ever done. Probably twice as many than anything we've done. And have like, I man. ever texted you that? We No, and we it's, have. It's not hate mail, is it? <laughs> oh, Brendan, Brendan B. <laughs> Twitterverse is not as kind to Chariots of Fire as you were. So you can possibly okay. defend it here. And, and this, again, this is the most responses that we've had. We've, we have a ton here. And we're gonna go through them. This is awesome. We're gonna go I'm, through them. I knew this would in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll go in, in the order that the people responded. We start with Ronaldo Sosa. And it's one of our best responses that we've had. And he really kind of genuinely asks a personal question about our viewing experience, which I love. How did you manage to not fall asleep, a question mark? <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, Joe B, this yeah. is your first uh, experience with the Twitter questions. What sort of methods did you use while watching Charts of Fire to keep yourself awake and keep yourself on on uh, on the the, the the sharp edge
3: of your game? Cocaine. No, I'm just <laughs> No, I drank. No, I, no, I, I do not use cocaine. Just going to make that clear. Yeah, just need to throw that out there. Um, the first one, I drank a lot of beer. I drank and just sat there and watched. I can just stay up and watch movies. Uh, the rewatch, it was it was tough. I had a, fa- I honestly hit the fast forward button a couple times on just scenes that I knew probably wouldn't be brought up here. This is not a movie I'll ever watch again. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just going to throw, throw that out there. But now that you've recorded here with
0: Brendan B., you can now know that any scene is game to be brought up here. You're, you're, <laughs> exactly. Get you. Yeah, get
3: there's you. a couple scenes you talked about that I was like, ooh, I don't remember that one. But. <laughs> yeah. Like I said
2: earlier, I had to put myself to sleep because I had to go to bed. Yeah. Um, so you kind uh, of explained the w- method a little bit already. Yeah. I would have kept, I kept watching. Kept going. Yeah. I just finished a doubleheader softball game. Maybe I was pumped up and... Had the competitive uh, yeah, that, spirit, the adrenaline. I mean, I don't okay, know if... yeah. So you were you were already c- competing before, so maybe. Right. So I don't know if that added to it, but
0: uh, no, I I was very much awake for this. So I had a, a specific method myself here, and I was physically dreading watching this for the first time. My rewatch, I was a little more into it because I knew the scenes that I wanted to watch again to get more info out of that. I, that <laughs> they didn't resonate enough with me the first time. <laughs> but I was I was having anxiety. I, I, this. More so than any movie we've covered so far. And I didn't know it would be this way leading up to it. But I really, really did not want to press play. And I, I was like, I went and did laundry. I did, like, I was like, I had I had my bottle on. I was I was ready to go to watch it. But I just, I delayed and I delayed and I delayed. I, like, texted, like, people, I old friends that I've never <laughs> talked to. Talk to and just, but the thing that kept me going with this is I, I, as I said before, this has been a very busy month. Summertime is always a busy time of year for me anyway. And I just only had a limited window to watch this. I had to watch it on the night I watched it. And I had to watch another movie that I'm doing for the, uh, the Cinemas podcast. It's one of my favorite movies of, of all time. And it's a, good, it's a good time to mention that we'll be doing a series of our top ten movies. We'll have every host talk about their top ten favorite movies. And this one will be on mine at some point. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I had to watch that for the, for the episode that I'm doing with Cinemus with, with Mike over there. And this was the only window. So I had to do a double feature on a Sunday night. And Chariots of Fire was the first movie in the double feature. So I knew I had another movie to watch. So I couldn't physically fall asleep or, or push it off too late. I had to stay somewhat sharp with it. But Great knowing, question. Yeah, but knowing that I will, I will be able to to get fired up about Willy Wonka. And it's been a while since I've seen it. And I, was, I was excited to do that. So thank you, Ronaldo, for the question. Excellent. We're moving right on to... Joey R, not Joe B here, <laughs> the OG Joey R from Best Picture Cast, one of our one of our own. Who has the best running form in the history of movies?
1: Pretty, pretty tricky here. Damn. I, mean, I have an easy answer for this. Forrest Gump. Uh, I think
0: that's, that's,
2: a a great
1: great yeah. that's, a that's a great place to go.
2: It's a great place to go. good one. I'm gonna say Keanu Reeves in the replacements as he's <laughs> running for <from> the <laughs> touchdowns as <laughs> the to quarterback. Yeah, very
0: nice. Uh I'll, if we stick to football, you got to like Bobby Boucher running in for a sack. <laughs> That's yeah, a good, good one. Too.
3: <laughs> I just watched that actually a couple of days ago for like hundredth time. <laughs> such, such a classic. Such a classic. Um,
0: Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and one of our uh, our compadres one thousand one by one replied with a Tom Cruise gif.
1: Yeah. And for that, so they're, what, they're mission Impossible. you do there. Any time they film him running, he runs full speed. The camera has to be back. His and his just, yeah, He's he, running at top speed. It's, he's yeah. the man. He doesn't you don't be enough.
0: Footsteps Falco, all right? <laughs> 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 Our very own Grant Z chimed in with a gif of Rocky and Apollo running on the beach. Mm. Definitely, Great. I am going to just throw out a pod favorite, former wrestler Terry Funk, in his running skills in Roadhouse. Oh, uh, yeah. his horrific yeah. running skills! Oh. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Running. Yeah. Gun, so. <laughs> Holding the gun and running is some of my favorite stuff. T1000 and Terminator Two. Oh, that's, uh, great Robert, one, Robert Patrick. Great one. The uh, the stone with the, face one. Yeah, the, the stiff yeah. uh, that's that's fingers. That's yeah. a
3: good one. Scott and awesome powers when he's just like running like a girl. It's like I don't know where he gets his running. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joe uh, Bo- Wesley Snipes as Willie Mays
3: Hayes. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yes. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh great. Wow. A Great That's speech for really movie history. Well done. That's a good one. Well done.
0: Gabe Guarine from the Alternate Oscars podcast chimes in. What did you think of the cinematography? And uh, also did you need anything to keep you awake during the movies? So we cover we pretty much covered <laughs> both of those. Seems he was on to the same a trend. <laughs> yeah, he was on the same uh, the same page with with Ronaldo Sosa there. <laughs> And the cinematography, I think we covered that pretty good in there is, you know, I think that there was a chance for it to be really good in this. And I think it was held back by a little bit of the storytelling. The Best Pictures podcast, which is not quite Best Picture Cast, but similar, similar in, in nature there. They do, they do them in order from, from one. I think they just recently put out a, a, pod, a podcast on Chariots of Fire. They say, first off, best of luck. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is just a universal thing. We feel your pain second how do you feel about the rampant use of slow motion did it help or hurt were there any points where you felt it was used appropriately so we did we didn't mention slow motion we didn't go too big into it did you think that there was any point where it was used appropriately
2: yeah i think in in that last race of little running i i think it's cliche maybe but it's typical that last race him coming across the finish line but i think i think they actually do it in slow motion
0: on like the redo yeah after doing it in they fast motion they do it in fast yeah, motion and Arty already already that in
2: shreds. so they probably should have yeah. just done it in slow motion originally
3: yeah. i would i get I, f- yeah. yeah, oh, I feel like this Charity fire song the da, 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 i feel like you need to be in slow motion on yes. that I'm Actually, that's 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 the right answer. That's right. You yeah. nailed it there. Yeah, that yeah, and
1: that is that's a that that's is a good. good one. I, well, also, I think um, so. The scene that you mentioned, when he's closing the seats and Abraham sitting there re- remembering his loss, they're replaying the race in bits in slow mo. That's effective, mm-hmm. I think. Him remembering the yeah. race because to yeah. him, it's it's oh. it's yeah. everything. That's, it's this huge moment. It's not just this passing moment. Yeah, I thought it worked. I there. agree with that. Yeah. Now, in
0: in talking about the opening scene and the closing scene, because we teased this a little bit early on, I actually absolutely loved the closing scene where they're in the church and they're, you know, they, they finish up what they got to do and they do the post credits. That, that's not my favorite part of it.
4: Mm.
0: But they do the church organ music mm. into the slow montage. Right. And then they start showing you the characters' names with as they're running. along. Like, oh, it's this guy, and here's this guy, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I wish this were brought to my <laughs> attention at the beginning. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. Right, right. Oh, and oh, information that information would have been and useful that's to that's me yesterday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then that segues back into the power theme, from the organ music back into the power theme, where they have to remind you that Ian Holm is also in the movie. He's not allowed to run, though. And then I'm just fired up again. So here's my theory, that when voting for this for Best Picture, the Academy started the movie, got all fired up, got pumped up for the first couple scenes, completely passed out and fell asleep. (laughs) And then the organ music woke them up and it went back into the montage and they went, oh, best picture. This is fantastic. And they just slept through the middle part of the
1: movie. That's what I think how this probably won best picture. I'm totally behind that theory. (laughs) Makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm still on the side of people... Got reminiscence of Rocky, and and
0: they just—I, uh, I think that know, is, it really rose yeah, them up. That's a good that theory, is a though. great point, and, and, and the other point.
2: side too. And I, I, I just recently looked it up. Is 1980 um, Winter Olympics was Lake Placid, New York. So this is a year after that. Um, so people are big on the Olympics. Wow, that is a
0: great theory
3: tip. That's I Americans do Americans
0: are big are big on the Olympics at that point. I yeah. do
1: also want to bring up the crack epidemic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the aforementioned Cinemus. Mike from Cinemus writes, at least Ian Holm had a couple of good moments,
3: right? <laughs> I, that was one of my favorite characters, honestly. No, I liked him. He had some good moments. I, uh, like when he find When uh, Abraham wins, he punches... I don't know. He, he punches seems, the hat. Yeah, punches he sees the his James. The hat. To, yeah. Somehow just, that's a great scene. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't that know. is a great and scene. Somehow
1: just, that's... It must have just let him riff or something. Like, yeah. do what you want. He's like, I'm gonna
3: punch the yeah. fucking he, he had some good lines. I feel like he, he brought a little comic relief to it. smacking him in the face a little bit. and I don't know. It's, Gives I a I great, massage, yeah. Gives great massage, too. It's a
0: great massage, Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I did really like their conversation... After that, after, like, after the punching scene, right. like, that's where it's kind of like, all right, here's where he earned his Oscar nom. Because that was some poignant stuff, and it was, you know, it... it yeah, it yeah everyone it. else
2: wants to go to bed, but we're the, we're the winners. Yeah, if,
0: yeah. You right. know, we're going to stay up. It's good. Here's our own Grand Z chiming in. He saw all the replies. He said, I got to get in the mix here. Would anyone give a damn about this movie if it didn't have that iconic song? No. And I, I uh, my simple answer is no. No, no
1: way, <laughs> nope. zero. Yeah, that's a no for uh, me. Dog. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean that question is in in 1981. I mean, yes. now does anyone give a damn if it didn't win the Oscars? And I think again, the answer Well, is going no. in. I never,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I never even heard of this movie, honestly. Uh, I me, me neither. But, and boom. I didn't even know that that song was. I knew that song. I'm, known that song my whole entire life so i didn't know that that was attached to this movie so i don't think so no
1: me neither and you know what the writer we haven't talked about the writer at all i had some notes about him this movie was called (laughs) you ready for this this movie was titled runners (laughs) That's it. Oh my goodness! Until he heard something about that's a like, working title. That was uh, the working no title. Way he had no it. he had no title, and he there's this story not... about him hearing a Bible verse being read about something about chariots of fire, and he goes, "Oh my god, that's it!" And that's what he called his movie. Yeah, it's a fantastic name for a movie, by the way. Oh, great, yeah. it's great, great gonna, name. It's a great, yeah. title. especially with a
0: running movie. A great, yeah. great, great. And I, I love the line in the beginning where uh, he said, "We, you know, we had." We had fire at our heels, yeah. and, that led, and that goes right into the dun- 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 dun, into the theme. So it gets you, the, the first beat of the movie, it, up, yeah, it yeah. sets you up for a big-time yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. One Thousand and One by One responses Adam over at One Thousand and One by One who uh, is also part of Below Freezing and was part of our sub-50 tournaments. He's, yep. he's in the mix there with that. His, he did advance, well, I did not, so mm. he's... Anyway, Adam and Melissa are both advancing the second round, and Adam from 1001 by one writes, All jokes aside, are the 1980s collectively the worst decade for Best Picture winners? I'll speak to this one. It's got the highlights of Platoon and Amadeus. I also really like Ordinary People, 1980. Man. Rain Man at the end. So the bookends are good, but I always kind of, when I'm evaluating decades, I always kind of throw out the bookends a little bit because I think ordinary people is. It's 1980 and I think it's like kind of attached to the 70s a little bit, whereas I think Rain Man is the start of the 90s. So I've been actually Rain Man's 88, so I can't fully bookend it because 89 is, is um, Driving Miss Daisy, which is not great. It, the 80s are rough. I also really don't care for the 2010s. I think that's a tough. That's a tough decade there, too. But uh, I, I think you're well within your right to say that the 1980s are collectively the worst decade for the, for Best Picture winners. Brendan, I'm going to give this one to you because we're going to end on a positive note here. All we right. did get a Twitter user here who, who was the final response to the ones we got. Does not agree with the people before this, so we'll, we'll, we'll let you feel this one exclusively. Okay, so Reflections in a Golden Eye right. writes, What do you say to the fans who adore this movie? I saw it six times when it came out and countless times since. I love everything about it, including the brilliant Alice Krieg, who we mentioned, who deserved a nom with Ian Holm. And I agree that she did deserve a supporting nom in this. But cheers and tears from my 20-something gang of movie pals when it beat Reds. So, Brendan, what do you, what, how do you respond to that?
2: I can't say I love everything about this movie. To the fans who adore the movie, I get it. I mean, it has it has those aspects of running mixed with life that are are hard to reconcile. Running's an addiction, if if you didn't know. I mean running is an addiction and trying to figure that out in real life, I mean that's what these runners are doing. Any runner has that.
0: And I think the movie did portray that. You did, uh, you Abraham, got it, you got it. Yeah. I, I like Abraham's whatever. is addicted. They're, yeah, they're they're, they're they're says they're the yeah. yeah, And I can
3: see I can see why people like it. Uh, just this is, wasn't my you know movie that I would watch over and over but I can see what people like you know about it
0: so thank you to everyone who replied with Twitter questions sometimes we're we're just begging people to respond and this was a great one we had a lot of a lot of people out there getting at the mix here including fellow BPC co-hosts and, and other podcasts on the old film Twitter machine it's it's BPC award times guys are we are we ready to do this here I'm ready this, oh, yeah. it is time Charity to Fire BPC Awards we're going we're going MVP. I'm going to go first here. I rarely go first, so I want to just hop out on this cuz this was the easiest MVP I've ever had to do here. I know what you're going to say. It is hands down 1000% the score. Yep. Vangelis yep. just crushes it with this. It is the it is the footprint and the imprint in in the best picture lexicon is, is the score. That's what it, they'll at every awards every year they'll throw that scene up just to timeline the thing i kind of i don't think this movie wins best picture without that opening song i really I agree, don't and i don't I think you can say that about any movie any movie that we, any best picture that we cover I, i've said in the past that i think that the godfather is the greatest score of all time i think that this score may have had the biggest impact on its movie
3: i'll, I'll go second on this one and i knew that this was going to be a popular one so i went it's different on there but i just want to touch on a little bit with evangelies i just googled him because I, I, I didn't know anything about him with this but um what what do you guys think his net worth is evangelies what would you say it has
0: to mostly come from this song i would think oh for, yeah probably 100 percent from this song
2: from I, the song, i'd say a hundred million dollars <laughs> close <laughs> um close jesus uh, i don't
0: know 80 yeah. often this song is used. yeah i you know this is in the office. I yes, probably would have guessed it the same. I probably would have guessed hundred million. But if you if you just if I you it. if you randomly get it, I don't know what what is
3: it Oh, so I, I just googled it. It came up. Van Jones's net worth two hundred forty five million. He makes wow. per year ten million dollars. And it was funny because the the site that I was on I don't even know what I clicked on. It gives you since you open this site how much has this guy made? And I was on there for four minutes, and it was like. 10 grand. I was like, Jesus. Oh, my God. So, anyone out there... He crushes it.
0: 200 grand per week. Anyone out there who's saying, you lucky bastard. Let me tell you this. Hugh Hudson, the director, did not want that song (laughs) to play. Really? Jesus.
3: Well...
0: Vangelis had to fight him tooth and nail to get that song in the spot. Because he... he wanted the another song that was in the middle of the movie, like a total B track, mm-hmm. in the spot, and and then goes, no, 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 that's not right for it. A let me write the song that's right for it. Uh, nah, I kind of like this song best for it. He goes, no, 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 let me write the song that's perfect for it, and he writes the Chariots of fire open open track. I mean, dude, and sucks. and and that's a that's a two hundred million dollar pitch right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally.
3: Yeah. So my MVP was uh, it's. My, a little t- it was tough for me with th- these awards but i went abrahams um because he was a big part of the movie he had he had some really good scenes of you could tell he was the more driven character out of all of them i felt like little had the god aspect and he you know was kind of here or there the other ones were weren't really featured that much but Ab- abrahams i feel like all his whole life was running and i just felt like he had some really good scenes with that and yeah, I just I just went with him. I yeah. I I I like that. And one of the questions I asked myself
2: after I watched the movie: Who's the main character? Mm-hmm. Because it, it it is a problem with the movie when you don't know who the main character is. And I and I'm pretty sure it is a, Abraham's.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree if you had to. It it it's a it. dual lead situation. It's definitely, it's a, lead, definitely a dual right. lead situation. But I would agree that Ab- Abraham's is probably Abraham's the main. Abraham's gets a little guy. bit more. I think. Yeah, yeah. his story is yeah. more interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Somewhat.
0: Brennan B., your MVP. My MVP,
2: Sybil. Sybil. There you go. I mean, yeah. she's great. I mean, it's such a man's movie, and there's so many men in this movie, and the one woman who's really in it overshadows them all. Yeah, not it's forced, either. Not really forced? Really not forced. No, and it's not it's, forced. It's done very well. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a compelling character, more so than... Uh, you know most of them I mean, I mean you do have Abrahams and you do have Little who I do think are compelling but she's
0: I think she's the MVP the most concise character in this movie by
2: concise. far she yeah. yeah. did a great job concise
1: That's is a great word RDB MVP uh, Ian Holm as Musabini oh okay. yeah. nice yeah. Uh, there you go also Abraham's massage therapist <laughs> <laughs> he's the strongest acting performance in the movie He's the one that gets the nod. Of all the arts, like, uh, well, I guess score is really the true MVP, but I figure I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I wanted mm. to pick someone on screen for this one. I went with Ian Hall. He was the best on screen. We're going to move
0: on to LVP. I'll go first.
3: Joe B. Joe going to go first. Joe B. I'll go first. So my LVP was Jenny. I thought she was horrible in the movie. She. That's the sister. The sister of Little. Mm. She just wanted, he di- he does this great thing of racing, he's very good at it, and she just wants him to stop at all t- at all costs. She just guilts him into anything, like, oh, you're good at running, you want to do this? You shouldn't be doing this. So, it's actually funny, your MVP was civil. It, when I first, the original <laughs> the original watch of this, I guess I wasn't paying so much attention to it, but I, I thought Jenny was... Little's wife at first, I guess. I missed oh, oh, the situation. I thought the same thing, yeah. that's
2: poor direction. Poor it wasn't clear what <coughs> her was. relationship was, and also was. they
3: kiss at one point. I, it's, I don't know if it's, a, it's not on the lips, but it's close. Until, I don't know. Just that. It's. I, so, so, I agree with you. So, at points, I'm like, man, his wife hates him right? exactly. <laughs> and then when I watch it and I saw civil, I wrote her down as my MVP because I said. This is somebody who's bringing him down, trying to get him not to do what he wants to do. And then this is Civil, who's bringing him up trying to tell him, like, you're going to quit racing? No. you gotta go. You got to get, get going with this. Yeah, um, yeah. You're not going to win if you can't race. So, you know, yeah. that thing. Yeah. You know? yeah, I can't disagree with that. That yeah. was my clear LVP.
0: Artie Bay, LVP, he got a face on you here. Oh, what do mm-hmm. we got? The issue is I'm staring at two. I wrote two down. Okay, so I, I want to say, because you know, well, I don't know if the listener knows, but the, the BPC team here knows that I kind of like, I get annoyed when people don't decide on one, you know, and you got to pick two. I also had two, because I feel like a movie like this deserves two LBPs. Yeah. So I have an on the screen and an off the screen. Okay. So I don't know where, where are you going to go with this one? I have an on the screen and an off the screen. Okay, good.
1: They're both leased. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's so, they're so both okay. the bottom. They're okay. both the the lowest. They're both zero.
0: Brennan B, let's go LVP here. <laughs>
1: Before we give on and off, I
2: hate to say, but I have two also. Okay. <laughs> oh, stop it. All right, and, it. let's and, you give, All right, ready. And I'm and I'm going to. It's also the two that I'm going to recast. So, okay. Um, I've got Aubrey and um Lindsay, the runners, the the,
0: the, 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 yeah, the two of the two four un- that undeveloped they're supposed to get, Yeah, they're, completely they're very poorly developed. Completely undeveloped. Two okay. of the four horsemen that you don't even know that there's four horsemen supposed to be involved here. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Right. They're just undeveloped. Uh, uh, characters yep. they do a poor job of connecting the dots of these are the two old guys speaking in the beginning and that book ended at the end oh, and that they're all four of them are, are the crew running And it just this didn't, this, there's not dots being connected in this movie right. that's <laughs> funny I right. didn't
2: even get that it's Aubrey and Lindsay at the end I, I, had, thought zero. It was... yeah. I
0: had zero idea yeah. yeah. just and that. this yeah. this isn't like a, we don't want to do the work for the, the viewer we want the viewer to you you know you're going to you're going to infer things. Like, I'm not going to tell you. No, so, they don't give
1: us clues to yeah, infer. Right, no. If that's, just,
0: like, if that's what they were doing, they wouldn't
2: have done those random overdubs of scenes that we saw about right. 10 minutes ago. And, and Brendan,
0: you used a word earlier, struck a struck a bell with me here, and I was ready to talk about it, and I'll talk about it here. You used the word mystery. And a good mystery, it kind of requires the person watching to understand that there's something they need to solve. <laughs> and, and that's not what this fucking movie is. Really. All right, this, it, this movie, it, I'm just like, people are just talking at me in British accents, and some one guy's reading a letter, another guy's giving a speech, another guy's running and falling and getting up, another guy's remembering him running and falling and getting up, and I just don't know what to do with it. I, I just don't know what to do with it. And at the end, you know, I think maybe I'm the one getting murdered. Yeah. And then someone else has to solve that mystery. So, yeah, uh, uh, great, great choices there with with those two.
1: RDB, let's go here. What did you have on the screen and off screen? Let's go on the screen first. I think that one might be a little bit more of a hot take. Uh, I have Ben Cross as Harold Abraham's. Okay. Wow. There were a lot of big scenes he was expected to carry with with some, some serious acting. Chops, and I don't think he delivered. I thought he looked like he was staring off into space. It wasn't he well, he didn't do it for me. Yeah, so I'll,
0: I'll hop on that since we're going on the screen. I, I thought that Ben Cross was terrible, I thought he was awful. Wow, I he really was, did not think he was so good. good. My, no, my I thought he was miscast. Hey, I, I, it's the beauty wait, of the podcast. Hold on, he's not my LVP He's not my only I thought he was miscast, it, it, he had moments of acting that just were not good. That being said, I thought he was the best of the punch. <laughs> I, really, I really... Other than Ian Holm, Other, other than Ian Holm. Oh. Um If we're talking about the four, I thought he was the best of the four. I thought he was the most interesting of the four. That's not to say he was interesting or good, but he was the best of the four. My LVP on screen is, is, is Eric Little. And that... Because I think that this movie could have been saved by a charismatic performance there. Because you gave... You, you gave the more interesting story... To Ben Cross mm-hmm. in the Harold in the Harold Abrams character. And he had more support. He had Ian Holmes character. He had the Sybil character. He had support around him, so you could live with him not being the best actor or not being the most charismatic or most or, or the most interesting looking. Mm-hmm. He was all of those things, but by default. This movie needed to be saved by a mega performance by Ian Charleston, who was cast in the Eric Liddell role, and it just it just wasn't. It it, it it could have been saved there. And that it could have been a compelling movie, even with the way it was assembled, that was as blah of a performance as it gets. There was just nothing that distinguished him in, in this movie. And the whole second storyline suffered. And we talked about it being dual leads. You need to have, and if the more interesting guy is gonna take half the scene, like I think Brendan, even you said, I think he's the lead. It's like, he's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a dual, it's very clearly supposed to be a dual lead situation, but he was the lead because he had more interesting stuff going on. And I guess it's a credit to, to Ben Cross for, for carrying it a little bit. But he had more support around him, I thought. Mm. So,
1: yeah, my LVP on screen would be Eric Liddell, but not my ultimate LVP. My Only. ultimate LVP as well is Colin Welland. Okay. He wrote the movie. And won the Oscar. I I know, and that's why I was staring at two of them, and I'm like, well, one of these is just, I'm picking an Oscar winner and saying he's my LVP. Look, guys, do better, War was going on. It was was weird times. (laughs) Do better, (laughs) sir, do better. You're writing a movie. Uh, I I, I, I think the writing's bad, I think the screenplay's bad. If you read the screenplay, you probably would be bored reading it. I
0: am going to give out my LVP here, my ultimate LVP, and I can't believe I'm doing it, because it hurts to do this. Because he was an Oscar nominee. And I don't like, and normally if they're nominated for the Oscar, it's like, well, you can't really lack value. So Usually re- if you if you got the Oscar nod, there's enough value there where I leave you alone. But this is one where I, I can't. This man edited Alien. He edited oh, wow. Blade Runner. My LVP is is Terry Rawlings, the film editor. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, he's clear, he's gotta be under other direction and whatnot, well. but he, it was, it. We could go to the director. Yeah, exactly. I know, Brandon. You're the picture maker.
2: Yeah, the production them, studio cut out forty percent of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not forty percent, I mean, forty minutes.
1: So he was I under mean, the gun, and and half the movie's in slow mo running, and they cut out forty. <laughs> Who minutes.
3: knows? They could have cut cut out forty so, minutes. That I mean, good. I could they were good, I good, could have right. made the movie better. I right. could
0: easily, I could easily go with oh. Hugh Huts and the director for for kind of yeah. not capting the shit better. But I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick with with the editor, and here's why. Terry Rawlings, man, you edited Alien, you edited Blade Runner. Blade Runner is another movie where the director and the the, the producers butted heads and, and maybe completely changed the ending because of it. You've had an opportunity to do this here, granted, okay. Blade Runner is the, the year after. It's the year after *Chariots of mm-hmm. Fire*, so All I right. guess that's not. So he, I guess he corrected some of his mistakes in *Blade Runner*. But you edited *Alien*. I mean, come on! Like he, they needed this movie needed him. They needed him. He's clearly a skilled guy. They needed him, and he didn't come through. Yep. The, the editing is poor in this. The, the editing is poor in this movie. So he's my LVP.
2: So I want to change my LVP now. Oh. Uh, okay. My LVP is a production studio. The ones who made them made them cut out. Isn't that Art whatever is MVP? it was. You wanted, two, you wanted a
0: two-hour and 40-minute Chariots of Fire? Well,
2: you wanted the Hudson a, cut. Well, just think about it. If they cut? Fox. If they cut... Oh, the I got cut. A now, shivered shiver my spine. <laughs> I know you like Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. If they cut an hour out of that movie, you think you'd still like it?
0: Brendan, we're not going to compare Lawrence <laughs> of it's Arabia to of Fire. I'm just it's not saying. Fair. It's no, not but, fair. But... but yeah. But let
1: me but yeah, cut. Could have a, been a let me cut an
0: hour out of that movie.
2: You're to cutting an hour. You you're
1: you you like cutting it. an hour of world no, content no, out no of North, North, North of, of Arabia. There's no cut have. of this movie that
3: that that shines know? the sandals. I know that I there's no cut of this movie that shines the sandals. The other side of it with with too. They could have cut very good parts. Like you said, the director did not want the of Fire" song to be in there. So there could have been some great stuff that the studio looked at and was like, "Get get rid of this shit," you know. Yeah. Probably yeah. not, yeah. but I'm just I'm just giving boy that's even more evidence
0: though to make the, to make Hugh Hudson the LVP because I mean. We- Oh, we're going to cut this. In. It became a Billboard number one hit. You didn't want it in the movie. What, exactly. are, like, what are we doing here? He uh, made $240 million on the song you didn't yeah, want it in. It wasn't created yeah, yet. Yeah, was no, now.
2: you right. said he didn't want it as the opener. He wanted a different song. He oh. wanted a different song as the opener. Oh, the opener. And oh, okay.
0: he was insistent on it. And system. and, and v- Evangelist wanted to write a specific song for it. And then he wrote that. Right. So it wasn't like he heard it and was like, this doesn't work. Like, that, that would be really bad. Participation Awards. This is where we're going to give out some hardware. To someone else in in the mix of the movie, um, I'll go first. It was someone's it it was someone's MVP, so it was easy to me do it. I go Alice Krieg as as Sybil Gordon was my participation award for sure. I could see her getting nominated for supporting actress in this, but she was great a uh,
1: a needed injection into this storyline. It's a good one. I have her too. I also have the Prince of Wales.
0: Ah, oh, good one. I, I thought Prince he was really Wales. good.
1: Uh, the actor who played him stole the scene. You know, he yeah. he had. Charisma. He should have been yeah. little. Yeah, if he could run, he, he, he would have been a good little. Joby participation award.
3: So mine was also. I came up with two because I figured these were candidates that were going to be MVPs. Who, who were MVPs? I just did participation was how much the Chariots of fire song have been used has been used. Mm-hmm. It's been everything. Uh, Missabini is like if it wasn't Abraham's, I was picking. Had that was my MVP. So I just went with them too. Yeah. Love the both. Good choice
2: so, yeah yeah um, my participation award goes to uh, Abraham's I mean I think he's uh, the most compelling character in this in this story I think I think the story is so disjointed that it doesn't but but for what he does he gives he
0: gives the character credence yeah in a movie of miscast people. <laughs> And now you can put the casting agent as the LVP if you want to. He he kind of he does he sticks his head above water a little bit.
3: Scene of the movie, Joe. I'll I'll go because it it was talked about a little bit. Honestly, I think the scene of the movie is the first time Abraham Abrams and uh, Little Race. It, there was just so much in that. It it was it had weird music when they when he lost. It was like his whole world just shattered. It was like oh, it sounded like alien music. It was God, like I... Pew
2: Pew Pew
3: It like went crazy. And then him just sitting there broken that and then you just hear the guy cleaning up. He's the last one almost the last one in the stadium smashing the seats up. Um, then you got Sybil coming up and you know, kinda of reinforcing, you can't give up, you know. You have Mr. B- Mr. Beanie coming at it out of nowhere, you know, saying he can make him, make him the guy, and also with 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 Abraham's when he wins at the end, he's not happy because he didn't beat Little. Like he, that's what oh, I meant to bring that up in my MVP thing. His whole thing was, this is the moment that drove him to be great, and this is the moment that drove him to win the win the gold medal. And he was pissed off, even though he won the gold medal, that he did not get another shot at little right so in his mind yep i won the gold medal but i didn't beat the guy who beat me and i don't know i just thought that was a good scene the music was weird and it was just you can just tell it just shattered his whole world that he lost yeah i think he could be beaten and he was beaten and it just killed him
0: and we've crushed the we've crushed the montages a little bit here as as rough as they are the music in them is very good yeah yeah. it's it's very good we've we've said that in, in in two different sections but it really like it, it's it's kind of odd to think about that it's like the montage like god this is this is cringy but yeah but the music really
1: works. It's great, but yeah. the editing's terrible and the montages. Yeah. And that's what yeah. your LVP it's yeah. yeah. uh, That scene also hit me. That yeah. race scene also was powerful to me. That, that, him racing Little the first time. losing. Yeah. Yeah. Was that uh, your scene? Of the movie? No, it's not. My, my, my scene of the movie is the Prince of Wales and Lord Birkenhead having the conversation with Little about, you know, racing on Sunday, yeah. and then Lindsay coming in with the solution. I liked that dialogue, it yeah. felt human. It was good acting as this well. Is, this is this should be brought up to the committee. We are, we the, are, the, committee. Committee. We are the committee. Yeah. yeah. My, one of my favorite lines is, "I have an alternative solution. Would you like to Would, would you, you like it? me to explain it? And the old guy sitting in the chair goes, "Do. Do." <laughs> like what a line, do. Like, well,
2: it's a great scene because it's a room full of politicians dealing with a man of principle. Right. And they're not used to that. <laughs> and they admit that at the end. They go, you almost yeah. had us. And he goes, he did have us. He did have right, us, yeah. yeah.
0: Brennan, what was your scene in the
2: movie? I mentioned it before, and I feel like I might be stealing it from you, Kieran. It's a scene in the stands mm. with Sybil and uh, Abrahams. He says, if I can't win, I'm not going to run. And she says, if you don't run, you can't win. And yeah. and it is it is a a, a weird discrepancy for anyone who competes is I don't want to lose but if I don't take the risk of losing I can't win
0: you yeah know? great scene and it's kind of coupling off of Joe B's scene yeah, too yeah. That's they're they're one right after the other so it's kind of a moment in, in itself but I loved the folding up of the chairs yeah. that was the best editing great yeah, yeah, sequence yeah, yeah. yeah. and, yeah, and that cinematography played into that too like the, just the running like, up and in, good sound too in that. Yeah. yeah just yeah. him
3: folding the chairs and him doing the flashback of like Oh my god, I just lost. I actually lost. Someone is out there who's better than me. Yeah. Just the chairs hitting it. it worked. was, yeah. Yeah. It worked. Good.
0: Good. Joe, you didn't do your quote. I think we did the quote's so a Joe. Yeah. So, Joe, what is your quote was? So, so
3: so I had to I, I had a little trouble with these, but I, I the one where Aubrey and Abrams, Ab- Abraham's. I keep on calling them Abrams, but Abraham's is sitting and talking about how his dad's a foreigner and everything like that, and he said he's as foreign as a frankfurter and Aubrey goes, a kosher one at that. And then, Abram, Abrahams looks at him like, and Aubrey gets like, oh my god, I just said something really bad. And then they both just start I mean, busting out laughing. I don't know, stupid line, but for some reason, it just, it was, it was funny. There was another I scene like, like also, that
1: too, when they order the dinner, and she's, she's like, I'll have whatever, whatever she'd ever- have And, and, they, uh, she orders. she's like, I'll have my favorite, and he goes, I'll make it too, and then they bring out pork.
3: Pork, and he says and "She's like, Oh, you can't, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: oh my God. Um, and they but it was
0: kind of showing that their, their friendships were a little bit above any prejudices. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that's please, why I just, I yeah. just
3: like that though. But Aubrey at first was just like, after he said it was like, Oh my god and then he's and then Abraham starts laughing and then they're just they you know, whatever. Also another one, uh, another stupid one, but it's just a little funny one. Mussabini's there telling him you shouldn't be at the games or whatever, the the first initial race when we first get introduced to him. He goes, I hope you enjoyed the games and he goes, Games? You must be joking. I've seen better riot, or I've seen better organized riots. Yeah, I love I that line. Wow, yeah. funny, Great too. line. That one yeah. really stuck.
0: Yeah. With me. And I don't yeah, want to belabor the point, but all of these little moments just show some evidence. There's something there. There's a compelling movie within this that just was not presented properly, yeah. and and these things could have been elevated within the script to to be just really be more entertaining. At the end of the day, this movie's not entertaining. It's just not entertaining. You know, I, I said fun.
1: at some point you have to entertain the audience. Yeah, yeah. It's, you said it right in the start. The, the screenplay yeah. has to be entertaining. It's, Someone's sitting there for two there. hours watching it. You have to engage them. The problem is it's that it's, there. It's, they just, it's yeah. there.
2: it's compartmentalized entertainment. Each there's there's individual scenes that in themselves are entertaining, but as a whole, they don't fly. It's no. so disjointed that yeah. it doesn't work. It's as if it's the first draft of a really good novel. Good yeah, point. It's, yes, good point. It's the yeah. first
1: draft, it feels like. Right,
2: yep.
0: We're going to do the Time Machine recast. Very interested <laughs> in what's going on here.
2: So, my LVPs, I'm recasting. Um, I got Lindsay as Matt Damon, and I got Aubrey as Ben Affleck.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I
2: mean, that,
0: that solves the that's problem You the literally solve it I recognize yeah. both of them We They're survived All back. the editing issues All the script issues Everything is solved I'll that's watch
1: the fire again then Yeah, that's it
0: yeah. Boom you, Great job, you win you
1: Now win it's a good yeah. Best
3: Picture winner <laughs> It just moved up it just moved 20 <laughs> spots in the rankings list So my Time Machine recast Was mentioned a couple times My initial one was Statler and Waldorf The Muppets as the Deans. As the as, as Deans what I have yeah. for putting Muppets in there. Okay. Right. Uh, that's a great also, recap. Also piggybacking from the Rankings episode. where I you hope put, you're not going to say Miss Piggy. You say no, Piggy no, no, no. Just oh, saying yeah. <laughs> say where you put, the, you put the Muppets in from, you know, with everything. So that was just stuck in my head. Also, just a, another random one. Uh, Jackson Schultz. When he's warming up, he's got the hat, the weird hat to the side, kind of reminded me of Marky Mark from, uh, you know, the Funky Bunch. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, the Mark Holberg the American, or that, John, I love that. Or John Cena, I really like that. John John Cena, Cena. John <laughs> Cena, John <laughs> Cena or Mark Wahlberg <laughs> playing those characters. I mean, we could
1: do a whole spin-off. My Time Machine recast is, you know the ship that takes them to the Olympics? Oh god. I recast it with the Titanic. Titanic. Okay. <laughs> oh. Actually, I had I it that. written down. Shut up, yeah, no you didn't. No, not, not the not same not thing. That. Okay. But I had
3: it had a Titanic feel when they took <laughs> off. <laughs> yes it did
1: and I was like I wish this was the Titanic <laughs> and this movie would just that. <laughs> but yeah, I was oh, also thinking brutal. uh Benedict Cumberbatch as uh Harold Abrams. Abrahams he I think he'd do a fine job. You yeah. know? He'd he he wouldn't not, unlike Ben He can
0: act. Yeah, unlike unlike Ben and, and Matt, I don't think he'd save the movie. You Oh, know? like <laughs> no, I mean so It's a I movie don't. that like obviously needs massive recasting. Like we could to do the whole <laughs> movie. Like and re- make it better. Start make it from better. Scratch. Like, yeah. With Brendan as a writer. I, I stepped away from casting the main characters, even though they obviously needed recasting because I think it's just like one of those like you you just you got a little bucket of water you're throwing on a massive fire it's just not not gonna help so I I actually recast someone I liked in the movie which is not something I normally do but it just seemed appropriate here in this in this kind of train wreck of a movie so I recast Nigel Davenport as Lord Birkenhead who I I really liked I thought he did a good job he was Mm -hmm. with one of the, the lone bright spots but I I just I couldn't get an actor out of my head, I just thought he would have even taken us a step further. He's an actor we've talked about here before. I put Brian Cox in that role. So Brian Cox from from Braveheart yeah. and Manhunter and uh, he's at Agamemnon and Troy. I I thought he would've had a little even a little extra charisma in that role that that, that could have that could've worked. We chatted a little bit about, about Rob Zombie getting his hands on this property. <laughs> I I would love to see what where that went. But you guys have a little spin off, maybe you want to add into this.
3: I do. You won't, I'll go first. All right. So it's a little ridiculous also because of the spin offs. It's a true story, so it's tough to do a spin off with. Mm-hmm. But they changed so many facts to this one. But they we, changed like, so much clearly facts. So roll with it my spin off is Sam Mussabini's Running for Gold, Netflix series, but it takes on a bad news bears type of thing where he's an alcoholic. <laughs> him and, him and Abram split up and he just needs to capture that feeling. He could have his center could be the Sam Musabini center for men who can't run good and want to learn how to do other stuff good too. Um, and he just he just pretty much abuses a college kids gets hammered and then uh it's like a Bobby Knight situation. Yeah. Though. It could it could be something like that and uh Sounds right. great. We you just need an investor, and it's I ready to go. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if people are
0: clamoring <laughs> right. for spinoffs of Chariot's
3: Fire, Chariot's Fire but, you know, <laughs> yes.
2: um, I've got a serious spinoff. I'd like to see <laughs> Little in Occupied China. Uh, I'd like to Netflix. Uh, Netflix, yeah. I'm still in your idea on that, but Little in Occupied China.
0: I would never. Oh, miss. that that Because that he later
2: you know. goes to Occupied China. Which
0: it's occupied by Japan. A different movie. It wouldn't even have to necessarily be associated with. That. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's maybe
3: he one. trains them like in that. the that. camp. Yeah. was
0: to stay.
2: I was also, f-
3: also thinking. Yeah. Just sorry to throw this one in here quick. Is the USA team like their training? And I, I feel like Jack, there's a there's a Jackson Schultz story in this. He should have yeah, been a bigger character. The Americans should have been great. bigger heels. Yeah. 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 I think oh, oh, I, I was thinking that as well. And John Cena is the man for the job. Yeah, John <laughs> Cena. And his
4: name is John Cena. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> we could throw, we can throw Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, I think he was that wearing
3: too. the the hat and just doing like the <laughs> the elevated push-up claps. I was right. like that looks like Mark Marky Mark. Uh, I don't
0: know. So before we do the, the one to five rankings here, we're going to talk about recommendations for this. So if you watch Chariots of Fire, where are you going to go next? Where are we going to steer you next? So either if you liked it, I don't know, maybe that's where you're going to go. If you didn't like it, maybe you, it goes it goes a different way there. Any way you want to connect. Joe B., it's your first time around. Let's give us a recommendation. If you yeah,
3: I'll, I'll, I had, again, it was very tough to give these awards, but I went miracle. Uh, the Olympic movie, because it was, uh, you know, got the Olympic, it has the underdog movie. I actually started watching it after, uh, I've seen it in the past, but started watching again. I thought this would be a good, uh, way to pivot off that. And Miracle's actually a pretty good movie, so... Great movie, yeah. great
2: pick. Yeah. Um, and you know, I brought it up before. It up, right? that, like class, that was nineteen eighty. When, like when you
3: when you said that earlier, I was like, oh shit, he took my uh, he took my. Record. Yeah. <laughs> well, I almost
2: I almost brought up the movie. I didn't think of it earlier, yeah, but yeah. Um, I didn't. And great pick, yeah. awesome movie. Yeah. I mean, that movie is intense. It's, it's great awesome. sports movie. It's awesome.
3: What once I thought about the recommendation, I watched it and I was like, I, I've seen it before, but. I was like, wow, this is this is a good one. this is good one. I, Kurt uh, Russell's a
1: fucking man. Kurt Russell's great. He's, he's in that a movie. Great casting of that. Yeah. Right? Uh,
3: great. Like, when he when he makes them run and goes, who do you play for? And they keep on saying their individual teams. And yes. then when the guy said, that's that's the line of the movie. That's the scene of the movie. There, I feel like almost. And he just goes, I Jeez. play for United States of America. All right, you're done. And he makes them stop running or skiing. And Herb
0: Brooks, he plays in that, yeah. Artie. The movie called Toy Soldiers. Okay.
3: Oh, Oh,
2: I know Toy Toy Soldiers. It's uh, it's got
1: uh, Samwise Gumji in it. Samwise (laughs) Gumgy is in it. So there's a very high-end boarding school with really bright kids that gets taken over by terrorists. Yep. And the kids have to come together. And, like, if I showed you the cast, you'd be like, oh, wow, I need to see this. Yep. Um... I love that movie as a kid. Yeah, Samwise Gamgee's the main guy. It's, Is it's that it's they it's a long Sean Austin. Sean
0: yeah, Sean Austin. Austin. Yeah.
1: It's a long haul. They're held hostage, but they're allowed like to go outside and play in the yard and it's a long haul hostage situation. And the kids are smart and they they build stuff and try to take back the school hmm. from the terrorists. And it's about, you know, a, a, like rich High-end kids in a boarding school coming together, and better than charity. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? Like not and I don't it like
0: it you. it be. What's your recommend? Where are we going next? It's for-
2: funny how these things come up during the conversation. I brought it up already. Uh, Seabiscuit. Awesome racing movie. It's horse racing. But it it really, I think, grasps the idea of what it is to race, what it is to compete. Whatever level you're at, whether you're the racer, you're the coach, the trainer. And, and what all those roles entail, mm-hmm. I, I, think it's, I, I think it's a better movie than, than um, Chariots of Fire. But it's, it's 100% <laughs> worth watching.
0: Yeah, good choice. So you, went, you went a very similar route that I did as far as improving the racing scene aspect and, and building off of that. Because I thought that was the biggest flaw of this movie. I think everything, all, all the mistakes, all the issues that we talked about could have been cleaned up if the racing scenes were just compelling. Like, if you just. They carried could, the movie. You could live with the bland actors. You can live with the questionable editing in the other areas, the writing, any of that, if you just had exciting racing scenes. So, I picked a movie about a similar type of sport that I similarly do not give a shit about. I picked Ford versus Ferrari, so it's from. That uh, was on my I, list, was but I haven't seen it. I, I, I heard that was really that, but I, I had not seen it either. Won the Oscar for, for film editing and, and sound editing, and I, I don't care about car racing. I don't know much about it. I avoided the movie because of it. I'm like, I don't, I don't see myself caring about this. The movie is edited in such a way that it sucks you into what's going on, and yes, there's great actors in it. There's better actors in that than there are in *Chariots of Fire*. And the sound is very impressive, and it's, it's a really solid movie overall. But the art of making the viewer care about something that they didn't necessarily care about going in, mm. shines through, and that's what Charlie Fires is missing. Ford vs. Ferrari, check it out. So now we're gonna do the one to fives, the old BPC calculator, Try to compute where this one is gonna fall. In the ultimate rankings, we do the three categories. The first is the performances, The second is how the movie is presented, how it's shot, what's being delivered to the screen. And then the third is the story and how it's told. We'll start with the performances. I'll kick things off here. I gave the performances a two, okay? I could have given them a one. One is really pretty savage. I don't think I've technically done that yet. I would have given ones to Broadway Melody, those before we were doing The Wonder Fives, Ian Holm, probably saves this a bit him and um and Alice Creek probably save it from the one but yeah again I think the movie's terribly miscast
1: and just really blandly performed so I give it a two out of five I give it a two as well and you pretty much said everything I would have said about it I think
3: I might have been a little bit more generous I went three Mm I you know thought there were some good things there and some horrible things but so I just went (laughs) you know I just went kind of somewhat in the middle three I, I was
2: three also. I I think you guys disliked Little a little more. You dug you dug that character a little bit. I actually um, liked Little a little bit. I I, 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 I enjoyed Little. little. Yeah. I you know, that speech that he does in Scotland about running and God or, or whatever, you you guys didn't like that. You thought it was it was over the top. I almost felt like he was being natural. Um uh, A- Abrahams I, th- I thought was great You know
0: I'm not going I'm not going big time with this But I'm going middle middle ground three We're going to How the movie's presented How it's shot This is the This is the presentation portion I think we've, in the past We've called this like How's the movie How the movie's shot I think it's going to Morph into now How it's presented Because I think there's more Than to just How it's shot We got set pieces We got score We got all that stuff in there So how the movie's presented Or do you to go first You want me to go first
1: it's a one. Okay. We're comparing best picture, best picture winners. Mm-hmm. We're reviewing best picture winners. This is, this is a bad presentation. It's, it's, it's not shot great. It's, it's a one. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's pretty savage. Ari is, <laughs> Ari is going
0: into straight savage. <laughs> Oliver <right>? shot, well. <laughs> this shot well. I'll flip, I'll flip the side of that is I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a three on this one. And I'm going to do that because of the score. That's where I factor the score into this. Like, um, it's part of the presentation. It I didn't does. Think of that. It does. I will say that I didn't think of that. It does present an iconic imagery hmm. that that makes this best picture winner live on a little more than some others. There are aspects of the presentation that are worse than anything we've covered already. So I will give you that. Like, there's there are some major storytelling issues here. Like, and maybe we'll talk about that in the next category. Hmm. But I. I, I i let I let Vangelisa score lift it up in this specific area this is where i I factored it in and I gave it a three in that Joe
3: I went three as well honestly um it's not shot great but I think it's middle of the road I like some of the shots of I think europe you can just get some good shots in there they could have done way better than the, what they did but mm. I like the Scotland looks and you know I, I just went three middle of the road yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to Bash it too much. Yeah, those
0: beat shots. You, you said it earlier, Joe. And I think like there's some, there's moments of cinematography. Yeah. As a, as a whole, that's, audience, that's, not, like, no, it's not like it's not an achievement. That's, as that's, far that's, as with this cat- yeah, it's,
3: these categories are tough because they they have some horrible, horrible, you know, ratings on this, and then they have some pretty good ones, and then they have some, I think, some pretty like some better ones. It's tough to. So I just went, you know, middle of the road again. It's it, tough it, to factor Johnson. that in. And yeah.
0: we're gonna to transition to someone who always complains about these categories <laughs> and that's Brennan B. So uh, I'm always shot how it's presented. No
2: complaints. I'm gonna agree with Artie on this one. It's a one. And that's in considering, you know, and I I took a second to consider what you said about the score. I maintain my idea that it's a very compartmentalized movie. That that and it's and it's there's so many things about this movie that I liked. But we're talking presentation as a whole. Yeah. And the problem is, it doesn't work as a whole. There's so many great moments of this movie. But as a whole, they just are not cohesive.
1: Sounds like you've come I, around. Yeah, I boys. Just, I as, just, as a podcast, I also, we really tied
0: that whole segment. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, right? yeah.
3: Ar- Artie and Brendan, the <laughs> book-ended us. I also just love that you just went, no complaints. And then just, just complained, complained. <laughs> about... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> no complaints but it's a one no. and this sucks
2: <laughs> <laughs> no my no complaints were about about the category I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, yeah, what, that's yeah. what i meant no yeah, I, I oh, okay, and okay. and everything this this time everything good i said about the movie during during the podcast i maintained but the point is that they were in in compartments they were great but if but if you're looking at the whole movie as a presentation i, I agree it's a the one. they got yeah, to do better it's
0: failed as a presentation I agree. We're going to the story and how the story is told. Themes, the content of the movie. You know, this is where the script is in. This is where any of the themes, any of the messages that are going on. I'm going to go first. And, you know, I, again, just I danced with a one here. I really did. And I, I, I settled on a two. Because I, I, as I said earlier in this podcast, I do think there's a good movie in here. Good it's game. hard because it's yeah. it's it's really hard. I, one, one is there's it has no bit this it has That's no good. business in being a best picture winner in this aspect. So I, I'm not ready to go there because I look at a script and saying like someone could make this into something that that could work. So I'm going to. It's a very low two. It's a super low two. It's the lowest. It's the lowest movie I've upgraded in this category so far since we've been doing this. It really is. I'm sorry. It's it's it's, it's, it, it, it's it's a two three two for me total. This is the lowest
1: movie I've rated. The two one one for me. You go in on one. Yeah, you went the one route. Yeah. It's it's just real weak, real weak. Especially when we're talking best picture winners. Yeah. Winners,
3: Joe. I went. I actually went three on this i maybe i you know maybe my rating system's a little bit off but i like certain aspects of this movie i feel like i kind of there was parts of the story that were good that if they would have just capitalized on it they it could have been better like I said usa team that needed to be more involved
0: yep definitely. The,
3: the ending needed to be better like I said er, earlier in the thing it was like all right you we're leading up to this olympic game and it was just over. It was done. It was, it was done quick. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they, there was something there. So maybe, my, like I said, maybe my ratings are a little bit flawed. And I don't know. This, this is my first episode. Oh, you're uh, a rookie. Had a, had a rating, you're a rookie. A you're a rookie. So maybe... Hey, it's, it's, TV, gonna, it's your own. It's how you want to do I, it. I did, so. I did enjoy some, some of this movie. As shitty as this movie was, I did enjoy some of it. Um, so I feel like there is a story there that could be... Right, like here yeah, in yeah,
2: yeah, Brennan yeah. so, I've got a two on this one. Mm-hmm. I think there are so many uh compelling themes in this movie, and so many great ideas that just don't quite come to fruition the way that that uh, a movie should really there's no payoff that, you know and there's there's a little no, bit there's of, no payoff there's a no little payoff. bit of a payoff somewhere you if you dig for it, but um. It's it's just, a
0: spiritual payoff.
3: No, there's no payoff. It isn't even uh, that though. Really the payoff would
0: have been it isn't a spiritual payoff.
3: I mean, the payoff would we'll have been really them racing against Christian. each other again and they never got that. I well, don't
0: think there is that. Like I don't think that if you're a devout Jew or a devout Christian, I don't think they I don't think they took a stance in this movie. I think they just played everything safe and everything even and it was there was no yeah. there was no impact. <laughs> well done. The biggest problem is, is that every time this movie came close to doing something right, there was something that held it back yeah. from the person watching the movie. Exactly. And it's just... that
3: just One that step makes forward, it... back, back to my point, you <laughs> have step... to at some point entertain <laughs> exactly. the audience. One step forward, three steps back. That's what they right. did. You, totally. you, you touch on a good spot, and then you just brought it back.
0: So I ended at a low two a three and a low two probably even a low three in the middle so Artie you, you, you were a
3: low
1: you're yeah you're well I mean low. I'm not
0: one is like one is like one is you it has absolutely no business being a best picture I don't feel that way about Cherry Fires I I, I, I really? you don't I do really I don't I don't feel that way about Cherry I, I can I can come to grips with the fact that it's on this list. I, we're getting to the I, next section now, and you t- you think it has absolutely no business. Being, no business being right. on this and, list. And and I I can come to grips, and I think the score is what does it. My MDP is Stop what does it. No,
1: I'm to saying to me, a score can't save a movie. Yeah, and a score can score, be successful it? in? in the, it, like I said, it's done better with this score. This score is done better in every other movie after this than it is in this movie.
3: Do we have a quick list of and all the spoofs what? are this, better.
1: All, this moves are vacation, All the movies are better. All the movies are better. Yeah, vacation. Vacation,
3: the office. I mean it's that's, Mr. Bean. Mr. Mr. Bean, we're done. Right there. I saw it was there. in we're I saw done. it was this in Stimpy. So like so the, okay, right. the, yeah. the score is great no, no, but come scores on, score's so for the, so the influence. So with the influence.
0: So with the influence. So with the influence. It's clear influence the, there. The score. Oh, yeah. so, it's a billboard number average. one track. Like I'm saying, the score is like, influential, so and it i can survive say all of the those movie. things make me okay with it being on the list. Where there's other movies here that are irrelevant. But the point is, no one knows this relevant. score is
1: from this movie. I don't. The I don't, movie's I don't, not I don't think relevant. That no one
0: knows that. I, I found that did you out three know weeks it? ago yeah no i mean okay i had heard it before you yeah. did you, you well, had I heard it, i've heard I the score know. before to say that no one but knows. i didn't did know, know the before score you really? saw the movie yeah, yeah. no i, I had, had heard, heard that it was kid. from chariots yeah. of fire you did i never knew sure. that joe b you ended on a three-three-three across the board Three yeah. across yeah, the board i just you know and brennan you ended world. with a three-two-one. 2 a 3 okay three-one-two. i think uh three yeah three-one-two. yeah three-one-two. okay and you're you're traditionally a very hard score so it does match up to i think
2: a very high score actually
0: no. Oh uh, episodes here. know, I don't, I'll have to re-listen Oh that's true. Yeah, I mean, we do have the song scoring song lately I think you give it to so listen um, I think you give it to yeah. I listen Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll build a movie up and then I'll score really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the uh-huh. best picture cast sometime. <laughs> 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 Where it fits on the one to ninety two, um already I mean you've made yourself pretty loud and clear here, so let's just let you go first here. it's between eighty nine and ninety two. Wow, you're going bottom three. I now, you haven't seen them all, so I think you're underestimating how bad a movie can be. That's why I'm giving it three movies to wiggle with. Okay, all right. I have Oliver okay. higher than it. You
1: have it below Oliver, which was your lowest-ranked movie in season two. Oliver is similar. Me watching Oliver is like you in a saw trap. <laughs> and you have Oliver ahead of this. so Yes. You... Wow, okay. I would never watch this movie again. Joe, so you're...
3: <laughs> uh, I haven't even come close to the 92 uh 93 now right 93 whatever it is this is a movie again i will never watch again so it's got to be towards the end and out of the movies that i have watched this was probably the worst one (laughs) Uh, the only other thing i can say is i already don't know how you love this movie so much sound of music i don't know if that i I tried to watch it and i couldn't Wow. Well, the only reason why... not have the Gene Kelly. He doesn't only, have the Gene I don't have like, the Gene Kelly, like, but I love that movie. I don't, I don't have the Gene Kelly. I nope. don't like musicals. I don't, you know, singing, just... You know, I, I'm not about it. Um, already <laughs> no, get getting triggered. Already <laughs> getting triggered. <laughs> I like singing, but musicals, I'm not... I, don't, I, I, I just don't like. Um, but out I of the movies musical. that I've actually watched, this is... Uh, from, the, from just strictly for this podcast, this is the worst one. Wow. Well, Okay, Brendan, what do you think? I I'd go ninety. Oh, oh, I hey, didn't say ninety. Oh.
2: It's low.
0: It's very low. There's only ninety two. So you think there's only ninety three? You like worse than this? Sounds about right. You like this worse than every movie you've covered so far? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah.
2: It's look. My my thing is you're there's changing, a, you're lot... Doing a lot. No, no, no I you're haven't it at all. I haven't at all. I think. I think I can understand what people loved about this movie at the yeah. time and. There's a lot of great themes here that I really do grab onto, and and there's a lot of value I see in this movie. By the way, we're talking about 92 arguably greatest films. All right, I'm saying it's 90. I think
0: there's going to be several films in here that you all have nothing to grab onto yeah. whatsoever. Like I think that there's an Bad, bad. One. And I
2: may have to re- revisit 90. Yeah. I haven't seen those films yeah. yet. So, But
0: you have this in, in the back end. No, it's, go,
2: show, it's just
3: that. the presentation is just is going just through it. Off. I really thought you were going to have that a little bit higher. So it's, a, it's, yeah.
2: a, it's a first draft of a really great novel or a really great film. Yeah. Yes. could there, was, well there was, was a good,
3: there was a good, was well there was part. something good there.
2: And they it just
0: I don't think they It's no like Shakespearean love, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh God, there we go. Um I've never I'll, seen that one either. Wallace is a movie that I think I would watch again. I, again I said that I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. Yeah, like I think I, I could would never watch it. I this. could find Zero myself watching. Zero percent this again. chance. Whether we're talking about the director, Hugh Hudson, the writer, Colin Wellens, Ben Cross, Ian Charleston, Nigel Havers and, and Nick Nick Farrell who played the... Aubrey and, and Lindsay, Brendan, who you, who were your LVPs. None of these characters went on to do anything else. And none of them did much before this. This is a huge miss mm-hmm. as far as the Best Picture winner goes. It was... They thought it was something it wasn't. Yeah. And they got caught up in a wave with it. Is this a bad Best Picture? <laughs> I am at peace with the fact that it's on the list where there are others that I just think just need to be completely eradicated from this. But I, I I do think that this is... Should have been a This is absolutely a bottom 20 Best Picture winner, and it's very potentially a bottom 10. And I have it now, at bottom it, yeah, 5. And, and t- yeah, I mean, two of yeah, I mean, t- yeah, I mean, t- you guys thought it was bottom 3 to 5, and, and it might be the end. I just, I know that there are some real rough ones in it's here. Not- and no. it will absolutely not be 93 or 94, 95 whenever we get there, because this is better than the Broadway Melody. It is. I'm sorry, it is. It, so I, I actually, I listened, I actually
3: listened to that episode while I was mowing my lawn, and it was just comedy. Because <laughs> I, right, yes. I already was like you should really watch it. I'm like, I'm not watching this. God. Our You're second like, to most no. listened
0: to episode. It's the uh, the gangs of Broadway Melody, the gangs of Get, Goodfellas. So, it's all the same episode. Oh yeah. All right. So that's why I listened to it. Uh, we'll see where this ends up. A Chari-
1: chariots of fire is a, is a rough one. Uh, there's a couple other that I have in mind that are probably worse. But one of my notes is this. I wrote it, the first watch, about 40 minutes in, I said, I wrote a note that said, this is Broadway Melody all over again. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Like, characters I uh, couldn't oof. recognize, like, speaking intense English. Yeah, I had I had a feeling we were headed down that road here. Yeah.
0: As we always say in the intro, this is not a who should have won podcast, but we do like to discuss the other movies. That, were up for Best Picture the year that the movie came out. And I got to say, so this is a year I'm actually pretty familiar with the other nominees. I've seen of the four, I've seen three of the four. I can probably comfortably say, the one I haven't seen is one that won Best Director, so I can probably comfortably say all four of these are better than Chariots of Fire. <laughs> we will start with a movie I, I have, it's been a very long time. I haven't seen it since, since college, I think. I always revisit it. It's, I actually have it on my watch list, but it's called Atlantic City. So, a local affair. And Atlantic City is, In a corrupt city, a small-time gangster and the estranged wife of a pot dealer find themselves thrown together in an escapade of love, money, drugs, and danger. Directed by Louis Mao. Starring Burt Lancaster and Susan Sarandon. From what I remember, again, I don't remember a ton about it, but it's it's always pretty acclaimed that I would think it would be one... That you know, you guys could rejoin me in adding it to the to the watch list. Atlantic City. Has anyone heard of it? Any? I've never heard of it, but I would never watch it. it. I would yeah. definitely watch it. Never that.
2: heard of it. Is this could be on my list now, added to my list of gripes of movies that don't include the songs in their movie. Days and Confused is in there. Days. The song Days and Confused is not in the movie Days and Confused.
0: Is the band Atlantic City? I, it should song. be, because that song is an absolute masterpiece. Exactly. <laughs> a, an absolute masterpiece. One of the best songs ever written. What song? As, um, but it's, it's written by Bruce Springsteen, though. No, no, no. Covered by Bruce Springsteen. Written by okay, the Okay, oh, yeah. what song? Okay. Uh, Atlantic City is the name of the song. By who? Yeah. The band. Uh, the band, yes. Oh. Who's the band? Which band?
3: The band is on third? Yeah. I, um,
0: and, and and the song is written by Bruce Frankstein, by the way. Yes. The band covers the Bruce Frankstein song. Boom allez- you can Google it. I just Google it. Oh, wow. That's it, shocking. I just Google it. You can't, can't out-Google
1: Googled- it. you already Googled it. You already Google it. It. Google
0: it. We're moving on to On Golden Pond. So this is a movie I watched. I had on my watch list and watched. It's... Um, not, <laughs> not the type of movie You'd ever think Would be good In any way shape or form But it is actually Just very charming And, and, and lovely Shut up Charming <laughs> and lovely Is it's not really? it's, 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 If anyone it's recommends really
3: A movie and says It's charming and lovely I'm not gonna watch That's it. What well, the 80s <laughs> is That's what the 80s it's,
0: is It's Peter Fonda And Catherine Hepburn Both very very old it, uh, Peter Fonda Wins They both win the Oscar For, for it uh, uh, and Peter Fonda passes away like, know, right know. after
3: he wins the Oscar ooh did he win it because he passed away oh no he won yeah, it oh uh, I think it led into it yeah he was yeah, sick yeah. and it was under the campaign mm-hmm.
0: but he's, he is great and Catherine Hepburn who is the leading actress winner I think she says four awards oh, Wow, um, she's tremendous yeah it, it, brilliant stage actress you also get jane <laughs> yeah. fonda henry fonda's daughters in there it's it's just cranky old people dealing with younger people and not quite it's there's a lot of like <laughs> get off my lawn stuff in there it's a lot of like you get like great. norman is a curmudgeon within a strange relationship with his daughter chelsea at golden pond he and his wife nevertheless agree to care for billy the son of chelsea's new boyfriend and the most unexpected relationship blooms. Yeah, so it's a lot of like, you're not raising this kid. Like, I am not dealing with this kid. It's a lot of, so a a lot a of rom- get off my lawn, Clint Like a rom com. Like, get off my lawn. Yeah, but it's 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 just really well produced, and you have world class actors in there. And I I I'd really, rather watch
3: that honestly than *Charades of Fire*.
0: It started. Oh yeah. It's, it's a better movie than Chariots so Fire. It yeah. started in the first 10 minutes. I'm like, what What am I watching here? I don't know about this. And then you just, it just sucks you in. I mean, it's just, it's hard to look alike. What can you say? Yep. Directed by Mark Riddell. It's it's worth checking out. Moving on next to what one Best Director. was probably the runner-up. And that is Reds. And that is directed by Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty's also starring in it. All-star cast. We have Diane Keaton. We have Jack Nicholson. Paul Servino, Ian Wolfe in the mix, Maureen Stapleton wins the Oscar in this one. A radical American journalist becomes involved with the communist revolution in Russia and hopes to bring its spirit and idealism to the United States. Mm. That's, that's, that seems i know why that didn't win. A best lot picture. of loaded content there. During yes. the Reagan administration. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that, I think, Brendan, you nailed that. So maybe we're yep. getting to why Chariots of Fire snook in. Yep. And, and I will say, the Chariots of Fire was like an upset win. It wasn't like no one was expecting it. It was like it was a shocking win. So right. it's usually those are the ones that don't age well, the way you look back like, And you say, yeah, like, how, how did did of Fire win? And finally, we have. Almost certainly the most well-known movie in this mix. Yep. It is a beloved movie by many, directed by Steven Spielberg. One. Yep. It Not is a One podcast, but a One. Written by George Lucas, story by George Lucas. It is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Brendan, I know you're. Uh, you, this is a favorite of yours. I love that movie, but
2: Best Picture... I'm kind of with you on that. It's too, like Brandon. St- where it's a- Star Wars going to be best picture too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah people will fight you on
0: No, I don't. Here's my here's yep, my mm-hmm. point. Here's my point. Is that I don't know that Raiders of the Lost Ark needed to be best picture. Like, right? It's remembered. It's, fine
2: better, the way it is. Than it's better than Chariot of fire. fire. It really is. So what are we and, doing
1: here? We giving an award to a movie that's not as good for what reason?
2: Yeah. It didn't. Yeah, you speak. should give the, in 19- to the in best movie in 1980.
1: Retrospect because it's already on the list. In
2: 1981,
0: it didn't speak
2: to yeah, the uh-huh. audience. I'm the way I'm
0: not, it. I'm not giving *Chariots
1: of Fire* the best picture. Over I'm not ready. saying so, that. that. There we saying. go. That, all right, there so we go. So begin. I guess we're getting *Raiders, no, no, Raiders so in of this year, Needed this year, to be the best year, picture. But... Which of these movies should have won? I know it's not that kind of podcast, but what I could if... live. I mean, I could live with *On Golden Palm* winning best picture,
0: and *and Raiders of the Lost Ark* being what it is. I mean, I have, I, I, I have, I'm i sure there's there's Indiana Jones fans that are screaming at their devices right now.
2: <laughs> On fucking Golden Pond! Yeah.
3: So, the only movie that I've seen out of those is Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I haven't seen that in a long time. But I can guarantee you probably all, I would enjoy almost all those ones instead of yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think
0: Chariots of, of Fire was fifth place this year, right? yeah, as far like, as the right, movies it's, are, it's, so it's, that, that's, on, yeah. that's where it goes with it, and it, it, it's it's unfortunate, I mean, we've covered this up and down, I, I don't it's know how much just, yeah. further we got to go with it. it, just thoughts on Raiders of the Lost
1: Ark, just in general, forget about it in the Best Picture of race, just like, thoughts on the movie. Uh, I like it. To talk about it I like it a lot. I think it's not the best Indiana Jones movie. I think uh, Last Crusade is
2: one of the best critiques I've I've seen of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Actually, comes from Big Bang Theory. One of the characters is forced to watch it by her boyfriend, and she just goes criticism on the movie. If Indiana Jones is not in the movie. Everything still happens the same way. <laughs> Nazis still discover, discover the Ark of the Covenant. They still open it up. They still melt their faces. <laughs> He's wow. a minor part in the entire, the entire script of the movie. That's it actually yeah. is earth-shattering to, to realize
1: that. Um, he, I mean, that whole opening scene, you need Indy in there yeah,
2: around. Yeah, so other than that... that.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. But does that affect the story? That opening scene? That no, ride? it doesn't.
2: It at No, it doesn't. Yeah. So he's a minor character in that entire. <laughs> so story once the story line. starts, he's just
0: kind of along for the ride,
2: like yeah. a flea. Exactly. Rewatch
3: that with that in mind just right. I, I, I'm I thinking seen about that in it so now. Long, I'm like, oh, well.
0: I don't think that you can look at movies that way, though. No, like I can't. okay, so that, like, does Andy Dufresne's arc not happen the way it does if Red isn't in the movie? It probably happens exactly the same way. So, I, yeah, but. But like, Indiana I, I don't, Jones... That's a really cynical way to looking at down the ladder. Yeah, there, no, but right. Indiana Jones yeah.
2: is the main character. It's it's named after him. The movie is named after him, and yet if he's out of the movie, everything happens the same way.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. Okay, gentlemen, we uh, we did it. We did Chariots of Fire. We made our way through. Final thoughts, closing ideas, anything you have to say here? I Joe, guess, Joe! That's it! you am jumping uh, in on that yeah, one. Yeah, your first um, one here. <sighs>
3: I just like to be hopefully invited back to another one of a movie that I actually like. <laughs> so I can talk a little bit more. So I can talk a little bit more, have you know? Dude, know. it was a pleasure having you. you it was, you, and, and thank you guys for having me. It, it really was. It was a great time, and uh, I enjoyed it.
0: And your just, warm addition to the mix. we yeah. I uh, appreciate you
3: for listening and following along
0: and getting in the mix. We're gonna have you back, of course. Right. So, sweet, so sweet, so sweet, so sweet. It's always like any time you come on, you get you get signed for a, a an episode, a multiple episode contract. Yeah. We're not gonna just give up on you right <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. But no, I I enjoyed it. I had a great time tonight. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, it's great having you, man. I appreciate it. Brendan, you, you did a nice, a nice defense job for uh, for of Fire there. And I'll
2: apologize to Joe B. I, I feel like I, I hogged the uh, the microphone there. No, hey a man, this, oh, is, uh, you, this you, is the you, sandbox. Yeah. Everyone gets
0: the same amount of sand to play. And it's <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Best Picture, guys. Please rate, review, subscribe. Find us on social media. We love to hear what you think. We love all the input that we get. For Artie B, for Joe B, for Brendan B, the bees, the killer bees. I am Kieran B saying goodbye. Well, thank you. We will catch you next week.
1: Killer bees. Jeez, Lois, I thought having you here was going to be fun, but so far you're a bigger buzzkill than Buzz Killington. <laughs> oh, man, this is the best party I've
3: ever been to. <laughs> Evening, everyone. I thought it would be very droll if we all sat down and looked at etchings. Would you like to join me, Peter? Uh, well, we're, we're kind of partying here. Good! Hold this up. Now, here's a fellow attempting to ride a bicycle. But he's having some trouble, isn't he? Would you like to know why? <sighs> why? Because he's a Scot. <laughs> now, who here likes a good story about a bridge?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> because he's a
1: Scots, He's a Scotch. Oh, boy, I'm You're not dying to get